0: This is Doug, this is Jacob, and this is Steve, and welcome to Best Worst Podcast episode 44. 44. Cheers. Brought to you by the uh, Monkey Shoulder. Monkey Shoulder, um, thanks Steve. Is this a special blend of it, or is the... welcome. Um, it's the original, it looks like. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: The original,
0: yes. So we're getting together in the evening for the first time, well, I mean, we're getting yeah. together for the first time in a long time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. stop, uh, uh, and usually, I mean, I guess part of the occasion is this would be the time of year where we would always get together, I'm yep. people who've been... Listening for what a decade.
1: Holy We've no. <laughs> Been doing this for a decade.
0: I think so. <laughs> what, what year did Melancholia come out? That was the festival we did it first wow, at. Wow! Yeah. yeah that um, was- yeah, so um, infrequent but incredibly lengthy. That's our
2: brand. And uh,
0: yeah, and um, that was for the film festival. And mm. this, in theory, would be for the film festival, but the film festival is postponed this year. Yeah, November. So coming up to this a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking um, a lot of people were kind of lamenting the space in this winter that this left open. And I thought about, mm-hmm. well, what could one do? And I said, well, one could start their own film festival, and then I immediately felt very lazy. (laughs) And I'm like, well, what could one do that's a bit easier? And um, Steve and I, um, well, actually, all three of us are quite um, frequent Letterboxd users, but Steve in particular is quite a big fan of doing these letterbox challenges. Like, you've done Hooptober every year, for instance,
1: All right? right? you want to talk last, about some of the ones yeah, you've done? Hooptober the last couple of years. And um, what is that exactly? Which is a, an October... It's called Hooptober because it's dedicated to Toby, Toby Hooper. Yeah. But it's a, a horror movie challenge that happens over October for 30 days. But I also do ones throughout the year. So a, um, a cult movie challenge... And I'm also doing Podcast Macabre's horror, all year horror challenge as well. And
0: that'll be like a movie a week that fits a certain
1: theme, like yeah. Joe D'Amato or yep.
0: um, exorcism movies or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, bad horror movies of the 70s and mm-hmm. yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: And so I had the idea of saying, well, what if we made our own New Zealand International Film Festival, but not that? So not the International Film, Film Fest- Festival or <laughs> NTIFF. And um, and I uh, reached out to Jacob, and he was keen to... <laughs> and so I figured at least three of us would do this. And I think, actually, we already have uh, four more officially on board. Okay. So, um, so I thought kind of the format of this podcast would be we could go through. I've picked um, 30 official slots as well as some bonus ones. Um, obviously, you know, even though there's no physical time limit to try to honor sort of the spirit of the festival. I've said, well, let's all start on an opening night Mm. and let's just say August 31st is a cutoff because you know, there's usually two and a half weeks, but then there's the, the week after the Academy. And then maybe you fly down to Christchurch or maybe there's the film that you were waiting for was opening the week. after. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I did that for, um, for, for climax for, Mm. uh, uh Noé's climax and was bitterly disappointed
0: so
3: <laughs> climax was not your climax no it <laughs> not my climax.
0: steve chow and i did that for Amor a few years back mm. before that which was uh, <laughs> a, a very uh strange double feature <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um
0: so yeah so the three of us have each programmed our own uh film festival and hopefully um Maybe those of you listening will get inspired to do it, or you'll just want to listen to two and a half hours of us talking about the films that we're going to play in the spirit of the film festival this year, mostly, but not always in our own living rooms. And um, the first, uh, the number one slot, opening night, um, one thing I I thought was really important with this is, um, you know, part of the film festival is about going out to that opening night and seeing everybody and being in the theater and celebrating Mm. the theatrical experience. And obviously there's relatively little that we can do to guarantee that there's film festival-esque films worth seeing during this time, Mm. much less rent out the Civic, um, uh, which, you know, maybe GoFundMe, but I'm not
2: going (laughs) to go down that road.
0: Um, But um, so I propose that on that opening night, if you're in a, Center, which is the home of a film festival venue, be it. Um, Auckland uh, has, you know, and you can go on the film festival's website and check all your local venues, but you know, we have the Academy and the yeah. Hollywood and Capitol here in Wellington, there you know there'll be the Roxy and yeah. the Embassy and so on and so forth, uh, and go see a film. Uh, but also their,
1: feel free to use their on-demand services. Yeah, yeah. certainly yeah. okay. so, it has got a good on-demand service. Yep, but, so does I mean, the Roxy it, in Wellington. Yeah, and and so do a
0: few others, I think. Um, but uh yeah, so if you're in you know Fongere or some place that doesn't have a uh, film festival, then you don't feel left out. um It's just a good way to support the cinemas that aren't getting the support during this time because they
1: aren't getting the traffic from the film festival they normally get and, yeah. and that was one of the good points about last year's film festival is that it f- felt and I, I had some friends in like far-flung places around the country who felt a bit more involved with the festival because it had gone primarily online in mm. 2020 so there was a there were some good points to us Missing out on the physical space yeah. last year. Well, we did. I did yeah. see a couple. Left. I mean, I remember
0: seeing Relic and Corpus Christi and a couple others at the Hollywood. Mm. Um, I can't remember all the venues. Last year. Uh, oh yeah, and the um, the waterfront one yeah, as well. Waterfront. The short films. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um But so, it was still only a yeah. smattering. Yeah. So what's your um, number one opening night film?
1: Well, I've gone for um, because we chose the eighth, that being a Thursday, which is the traditional opening really date of Auckland. is of... the second Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I've gone for Michael Mann's Thief which mm. is playing at the, um, at the Hollywood in Avondale. Um, it's some, it's the only film on my list that I've seen before, but I absolutely adore it. Um, James Kahn at his best in a neon soaked rain soaked. Soaking of <laughs> Chicago beauty. Chicago crime, yeah.
0: Uh, with a soundtrack by Tangerine Dream that's yep. killer. Um, I'm going to be there as well. Uh, and not that that should draw anyone to it. But <laughs> 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 um, and also the Hollywood is doing this as part of their Michael Mann season. So they're also doing, on other dates, Collateral Miami Vice uh last of the mohicans yep. and what's the other manhunter oh, and yeah. are doing individual posters for each which is super cool. Yeah, cool um so i'll make it to as many of those as possible but i will definitely be out there for uh NTIFF opening night yeah and yep. I,
3: i'm planning to be there as well i mean partially because you know <laughs> we've got a, a limited set of options going to ha- happen on that night um and we can make it our own little yeah, community yeah 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 um but it's yeah. all you know th- in the last few years, Hollywood really has become a focal home for the film festival experience for probably us guys.
0: Yeah, well, particularly for incredibly strange, strange fans because yeah. they'll have those screenings there. But it's also it's also the local community. A lot yeah. of those um, more general
3: interest films tend yeah, to get and, a good and I've, I've my turnout during the day. To, to several festival films here now. And oh, neat! They've been yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah, they love the place as well. Mm. Um, and, but that's one that I haven't seen of Man's. So oh, right, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. You can sit
1: between us and
0: we'll,
3: we, will,
1: uh, we will soak in your first-timeness on it.
3: Yeah. I've never seen it on the
0: big screen, yeah, so same. I'm looking forward to yeah. um, checking that out.
3: I was—I uh, don't think they're on the same night, but in terms of fest- like, if you're going to catch something else in a cinema, there's a couple of um, retro, well, as there always are, at the Academy retro mm. screenings. So I see there's um, a screening of Solaris. Happening that there. was last Friday. Yeah. Oh, was, oh, oh yes. Oh, you it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. They've got they've got a beautiful um, cinema of solitude. Yes, yeah, cinema of solitude. Uh, s- um, that's on right now. So I don't. We'll see how quickly I get this edited. But Chunking Express yeah. is on on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, there's La Notte, Secret Cinema or Secret Ceremony. Uh, quite a few uh, great ones. And yeah, 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 there's there's a few more. Um, Academy films and as well as um, obviously the Auckland Film Society will be doing its programming and the Capitals introduced these uh, weekend double features as well so Mm -hmm. I think if you get um, look through the categories there's certainly going to be some other chances to fit cinema screenings with um, these categories yeah yeah yeah
1: and to those that are listening from overseas we should apologize for the breaking about being able to see things in a cinema
0: Oh, I don't know. LA is getting to go see uh, double features at the New Beverly. Oh, this so, is true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. America's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the kind of unrestricted thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think. I think. You know, I, we go to a fair few um, preview screenings, and they say we're one of the only places in the world, and they're going to have to retire that soon. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah well, maybe. hopefully, they're going to have to retire it's that true. soon. Hopefully, there's not a fourth wave. Yeah. Um, now. Of course, the last episode that we did of this was a pretty bittersweet one because it was dedicated to Bill Gosden. Yeah. And um, and so he was heavily on my mind and thinking of um, this festival. And so I thought it'd be appropriate to do a centerpiece um, double feature. You don't actually have to watch the films as a double feature, but um, to at least give two slots in honor of Bill. Um, and the first slot I chose was to t- choose a film from the... Um, 50th anniversary of the film festival which was also the last year he programmed mm. which was 2018 to choose a film that you haven't seen mm. so um jacob what's your selection from that year
3: okay so mine was a little known film called the scene and unseen which was an uh, indonesian film by a uh, female director Camila andini uh and that was something that was high up on my list in that year to go yeah. and see and i i had to apply my last final cuts and i regretfully had to let that go just yeah. because of timing and of yeah i feel like I I, I I cut it for some reason i think
0: i, it. I remember it was a train wreck scheduling wise yeah, yeah. like
3: yeah. there was a night that
0: it, there were six films in that slot that i wanted to see yeah and it was you know and that was one of the ones that hit the um floor it hit
3: the floor yeah and so when when we this idea came up and i was looking through the program reminding myself i saw that and i went that's it i'm where can i where can i find this and and i um and I, you found it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I found it. You can rent it really cheaply on Vimeo. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So, um, so, yeah, so that's that's what I'm going for. It's an Indonesian film about a couple of uh, uh, boy and girl twins who are, I think, 10 year old, ten years old who have this mystical connection in, in, in a kind of a dream world that they have shared. Um, and the brother, I think, is quite ill and the sister is kind of commuting with him. As he kind of is on a sick bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it sounds fascinating and that kind of blend of the natural world, the spiritual world and everything kind of mixed up that I kind of appeal. So yeah, I'm looking looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, I am so one of the things I should say about this as well is like the actual film festival up until the time you watch you can change your mind so <laughs> even if you quote, you consider your letterbox lists your uh, yeah. tickets that you've bought in advance but feel free to uh, ditch them on the day if something more promising comes up sure. yeah. but my um, my current film in that slot is uh, Happy as Lazaro by Alice Rohr yeah. and there's Actually, quite a few high-profile films from 2018 I haven't seen. I haven't seen Dogman by oh, yeah. Matteo Gironi. I haven't seen Arctic with uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, The King by James Marsh, which I've heard a lot of really good things about. But um, I sort of did a Last Pass today, and I was like, oh, this is really um, leaning heavily male with filmmakers. And I'm like, are there places where I can switch to female filmmakers that I'd be just as happy to like, not as a, <laughs> not, a not as an equity kind of thing, just as a like, mm-hmm. the, here's, here's a female filmmaker whose film I meant to see, and Happy Os Lazaro won awards at Cannes. It's supposed to be very good. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't got around to seeing any of her films. And mm-hmm. um, she's very highly regarded. Uh, I think she has a bit of an omnibus feature coming out soon with um, the fellow who did Martin Eden, whose name I'm comp- uh, completely blanking on right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pietro Marcello. Yeah. And,
1: uh, yeah, so I'm way behind on her and uh, time to catch up what's mm, yours you're making me feel good about my um it wasn't even a conscious choice to go with a, a female filmmaker for mine um i'm going with leave no trace um uh, starring thomas and mckenzie um and directed by deborah granick um been wanting to see this for a while because thomas and mckenzie is bright shining star at the moment and mm. she's doing amazing work about to appear in last night in soho the new edgar wright new film the right mm. and the new m night and old as well as locally made feature the justice of bunny king uh out in cinemas on july 29th <laughs> i'll just plug that
0: yeah and
1: that can actually fit a
0: slot later on yeah. if you like yeah, yeah. um so yeah uh, Leave No Trace is fantastic yeah, I think I'm it's, excited for you to see that yeah. Yeah. looking yeah.
1: forward to it a lot
0: it's a stunner Just definitely like put any distractions away during it I was yeah. really glad to see it on the big screen and just get lost in it because it's mm. a slower film but it's yeah highly recommended Great. looking forward um, to it so the second uh, part of the Bill Gosden tribute uh, I wanted to have people be able to choose something that was older that was a favorite film of his and I was kind of looking to see if anybody had put together a canonical list and it turned out that bill had because he had submitted to the bfi for the Sight and sound poll in 2012 his top 10 um and uh i'll i'll say the ones at the end that i haven't mentioned uh i also reached out to tim wong who was uh edited lumiere reader uh when both jacob and i well when it existed and jacob and i both wrote for that and he mentioned a few other films, which I'll mention here as well as Potentials. Um, a Star is Born, the James Mason, Judy Garland yeah. version. Uh, Peter Fonda's Western, The Hired Hand. Um, the Ho Shao Shen films, either A City of Sadness or The Puppet Master. Um, Buster Keaton's The General. Yeah. Uh, the New Zealand film In My Father's Den. Um, Kira Maratova's Brief Encounters. Uh, and I've never seen any Kira Maratova, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find that to track it down. Or uh, he mentioned a couple Takeshi Kitano films: uh, "Beat Takeshi," uh, "Sonatine," uh, "Hanabi," AKA "Fireworks," or a scene at the sea. But um, Steve, what was your uh, pick from his BFI top ten list?
1: Uh, my my choice there is Tarkovsky's Mirror. Um, oh, yeah. I, I feel like I've seen all of the all of the other top tier. Um, Tarkovsky's, Tarkovsky's, except yeah. for that one, but I, I am—I must admit—I'm having a little bit of trouble tracking down anything better than a uh, than a YouTube. Yeah. rip I've got a DVD point. you can borrow oh really yeah fantastic <laughs> brilliant there, there, is a cri- there is a new Criterion Blu-ray
0: but I don't know when it's coming out I don't know if it's going to yeah. arrive in time and also you know money
1: I to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one for me yeah um, but just thinking about things that Bill likes there was a um, Claire Denis film that played a couple of years ago uh, in 2018 now I'm forgetting I'll let the sunshine I'll in the sunshine or in. high life
2: oh
1: was it Claire Denis then I'm not sure what was in the 2018 retros? There was retros. a lot. Oh, oh
2: in, yeah. the, in the
0: retro, in excuse the me. I think you're think, are you thinking of the Olivia Assayas film? Oh, I mean, yes, the yes. Olivia Salles. Oh, that's because oh, yes. that, he did mention actually there was also a copious uh, retro program oh, wow. that Bill programmed in the uh, Cold Water, yes, yeah. for that. Yeah. And and um, and there, there, a lot of those are films that are his favorites, including um, Desert Hearts uh the lesbian uh romance mm. and uh the sign of the times the prince concert film oh which and was
1: so fantastic yeah fantastic. and i
0: i i would certainly i mean ultimately anyone's going to abuse the rules in whatever the way they want yeah. but i would strongly encourage uh anyone looking who's unhappy with the options that we've given there so far to look at that 50th anniversary retro program liquid <laughs> skies in there as well yeah. um cozy dens which is hard to come by but in 1999 was Liquid yeah.
1: Sky actually a Bill favourite yeah yeah
3: yes okay
0: he's got some eclectic taste that man yeah, he yeah does. Yes.
3: well I was interested to see that he had the um, Takeshi Kitano films yeah in there.
1: Was... so what was your uh, choice for that I'd iPod? just like to note that we all said does about Bill hmm <sighs>
0: Yeah. It's still a bit early to come to yeah. terms. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it'll be the next time we're all in the civic, and yeah. he's not there.
1: Um, I, I just want to I just want to make the point though that um, Coldwater was the last time I probably had a one-on-one conversation with Bill. Oh, uh, right. Um, mm-hmm. Went and and saw it and. Was just hanging around outside after the film, and Bill just rushed me and went, "Isn't that the most wonderful film?" And I, I was a little bit mixed on it right. at the time, but I, I, it's washed over me. Um, and Bill and I just had this quite thorough conversation about all of the the, the minutae of the film. It was yeah. it was really wonderful. Was I think really I
0: touching. think one of the aspects of the Gazden aesthetic, or at least one element of it, which I'll come back to later, but is sort of this kind of Experiential kind of being in a space, and you know, Mm -hmm. there's a we talked about the film even Los Antipodos, which um, we mentioned on the last podcast, and Mm -hmm. again, that's a film that's very much about different locations and being immersed in things. And the Atlantic, which played at the fiftieth, was a film like that as well, which a Mm -hmm. lot of people were very mystified by the inclusion of, but because it's a bit old-fashioned in Mm -hmm. certain ways, but it's a glorious travelogue, and for those of us. In New Zealand, especially of an older age, that was how you saw the world was through yeah. cinema. Mm. Mm. Anyway.
3: Okay, so my choice for the, um, the Bill Gosden favourites from the um, BFI list was um, uh, uh, Ziga Vietov's uh, 1929 um, silent film, Man with a Movie Camera. Now, have you I remember talking no, have you seen
0: about. No, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, it's so I good. concur yeah. with
1: Doug. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This fantastic.
0: It yeah. was literally... Um, in uh, when I did South Seas Film School, like I did a little film club there, and there were like three films that I played at the start to convince people that old black and white films weren't boring, mm-hmm. and they were uh, *Kadezerfev*, mm-hmm. *Yo Jimbo*, and *Man with a Movie Camera*. And *Man with a Movie Camera* was by far the one that got people going,
3: "Wow!" You know, because yeah, it's—I yeah.
0: mean, it's now verging on a hundred years old, and yeah. it's one of the freshest films you'll yeah. see in your whole program. I guarantee. Yeah, I'm
3: very excited. I'm very yeah. excited to see that. Um. The other and um, the other thing that stuck out on that list for me, which I've seen and loved, but I would have loved to have seen on a on a big screen, is yeah. uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, which I came to quite late. The Robert Altman western, that Shot Up in Canada, I think. Um, yeah. With think uh, Warren so. Beatty and and it's mm. just some. And I, I love a good western, but the, the, it was a very different take on it on the genre. Uh, and yeah, just re- yes, lot ve- of, very lot of textures, different. Yeah,
1: yeah. very Altman.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I am. Um, on the, on the list, I'd seen eight of the films, and so I'd see, and um, I had thought about potentially revisiting. And there's no requirement, unless I've explicitly said that it ha- can't be something that you've seen before, because, a lo- you know, I mean, there's a lot of times where I've gone to see films at the festival that I've seen, seen before, before yeah. even <laughs> sometimes seen before in the same festival and then gone back and bought a ticket. But um, Claire Denise Beau Travail, um Edward Young's Brighter Summer Day, uh, Miyazaki's My Neighbor Totoro. Um, Hitchcock's *North by Northwest* and uh, Buster seen, Keaton's
1: *You've Seen My Neighbor Totoro*, Doug.
0: Yeah, believe it or
1: not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: yeah. Um, should I bring out Totoro so we can have some company? Keaton's uh, *Sherlock Jr.* So there were two films I hadn't seen, and um, as much as the uh, nine-hour *Showa* is probably yes. <laughs> a um, important cinematic landmark, and is um, Actually relevant to some stuff I'll talk about later for me to see at some point, um, the Pajama Game, which is directed by George Abbott and Stanley Donan, 1957. Yeah. I know next to nothing about it. Yeah. I think it's a I musical. Did it in high
1: school? Uh, did oh, you? Really? Yes, I did.
0: It's on Amazon Prime too, so oh, it was like great. that kind of sealed the deal. It's like yeah. I'll um, I'll give it a look. His um, he um, the Music Man came out, uh, up a lot in some of the writing around Bill near the end of his life, and in fact, hmm. I think our video has a copy of The Music Man that's dedicated to him. Did that um, and, too. and that was the one that is, as a kid, I think was more important to him. But in his BFI list, he talks about these are the films that he's revisited as, as an adult. And yeah. I think he says originally it was Nashville that did it for him more. But then when he went back, McCabe and Mrs. Miller was the yeah. one that had endured better. But it's all about yeah. how films live with you. Yeah. Um, I've tried not fully to model this on the sections that are conventionally in the uh, program and always near the front, and I always thought it was very pointedly and and deservedly near the front, would be the Aotearoa section of New Zealand films, and uh, so the requirement is two uh, New Zealand films, two Aotearoa films, one feature-length drama, one feature-length documentary. At least one of which prominently features Tereo Maori. Um, so Which are yours, Dave? Because you, you had a couple the couple on your list. I didn't recognize. Yeah. So uh, one of them is a film that's actually will be coming out in cinemas during uh, during during this time. Yeah. 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 So that, <laughs> so it's called Coming Home in the Dark, and I I've forgotten most of what I knew about it. All I know is it's I think it's a dark I think kidnap thriller. Um, and it premiered at a festival earlier this year, and it's gotten good marks. And I have completely blanked on anything else relevant about it, but um, is that one that has to do. With no, no, it's not. Uh, well, I mean, it may be. I'll discover. Uh, but uh, the one that I chose because of that was um, "Ever the Land," which is a documentary oh, yes. that uh, played in 2015 about uh, the making of a Wananga. Uh, oh, yes, there was a TV uh, version According number. to Maori yep. Principles. Yes, there was. Can and I... Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Um, mm. it's
1: wonderful. It's very... It's mm. one of, I've, yeah. A film that I really engaged on about yeah. a place. I like, didn't forget,
3: yeah, because yeah, no, I, I saw the Maori television um, broadcast. Mm. Yeah. That,
1: yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, they did a cut-down version for TV. Yeah, so
0: I've I meant to catch up with it for a long time, and that was one that... um yeah I mean you cool. yeah and what about yours
3: uh, for me I'm going with um, with Cousins the sort of recent film that I haven't seen yet um, yeah. by Ainsley Gardner and Briar Gray Smith uh, which was a an adaptation of Patricia Grace's novel I think yep. um, who's a fantastic writer and... you've seen
1: that right no, no. oh okay yeah. Yeah. so I'm um, the only one here
3: who's, so uh, I'm yeah, not sure that yeah. it's, like I know it's got something to do on it but I don't know how no. heavily it's a mix but it qualifies Yeah. yeah.
1: so yeah I think
3: it's
0: yeah, I mean I, I don't think we can be too, you know, they, unfortunately because of the nature of the yeah, history of the language in this country, we don't have the depth of yeah. films. Now on the actual letterbox list, there's a link to a list oh, yeah. of films that prominently, which is why I said prominently used. Yeah. I just yeah. don't want a film where somebody says "cura" to yeah. you. Know?
3: Yeah, and, and there are a few that and I've seen a few of them and probably like you guys as well, I'm trying to mostly or almost exclusively it's it for one Look at films that I haven't watched yet. Yeah, yeah, Just absolutely. As a personal kind of yep. thing. So, so yes, that, that's my my one with them um, to do, and I'm really, inter- you know, I'm excited to um see um what they do. I mean Patricia, Patricia Grace's novels are fantastic. Um, yeah, I really like her work and her writing. Um, and uh, and I like Ainsley Gardner's work as well. Yeah. Um, uh, so it'll be interesting to see. And then um, but the other one that I thought of if I'd um if I was picking an older film would have been um, Meritamita's Modi. Um, yeah, which was you know which I I haven't
0: seen actually although I mean I did specify 21st century which is the one (laughs) but yeah it's it's, it's,
3: but that's that's like you know got a significant amount of te reo and it kind of recognises the first feature length film by a Maori woman filmmaker and it's yeah. it's got a few rough edges but it's a it pretty fantastic yeah, watch yeah, yeah but
1: yeah. it's it's well worth your time yeah. i i nearly went with part two actually yeah because i haven't seen that before oh, oh it's really? terrific oh, yes. yeah,
3: we've talked about yeah, it on yeah, here before yeah. i don't need to belabor uh, that one and then the the kind of the documentary that i'm going for is another kind of um um probably more well-known one is um they shall not grow old peter jackson's um world war one sort of re-enlivening of of archive footage which I I just never got round to and I've been meaning to and so this is a great opportunity to I got very
1: lucky and saw that on Anzac Day the year that it released wow Wow. like when it released and it was just so moving on the big screen at the Hollywood Mm. was right really beautiful yeah yeah fantastic what about you Steve what's your uh... um so similarly I'm going something that I'm not 100% sure on the extent of Tureo for my um for my drama, my Aotearoa drama, and that's uh, the recent film Savage, about New Zealand gangs. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, I've got a nice, crispy, fresh copy right here in my bag, actually. Don't worry, they can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but but let's ASMR. Oh, Blu-ray, <laughs>
2: nice.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, have you seen Savage Day? Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
0: great, great film. Yeah. Um, that was...
3: I went... Up, I, I, caught up with it on your recommendation um yeah i have been
0: quite vocal about it because i had to be pretty much dragged to it mm. um because i thought i had seen enough gang stories and i was wrong or i was right but this wasn't really a gang story it was a trauma story yeah um yeah it's terrific
1: uh, well up until this evening i have i've had no real expectations for it so the two of you have just yeah um popped that over the edge yeah. so i'm quite looking forward to that um my doco is um is filling my final gap in the uh in the Florian Hubbished, ah, um lovely uh series Which one? um and it's Land of the Long White Cloud oh yeah, yeah that i've not seen um i know it probably needed to be a 21st century film yep that's it's oh, 21st, it century. 21st yeah, century yeah yeah isn't it? yeah yeah my mistake
0: i i've, I've um, seen most of his films as yeah. uh, since Woodenhead, since they yeah, came yeah. out so yeah. Uh,
1: yeah yeah i i adore Florian's films yeah like um, yeah. uh, James and Izzy is just so super I sweet I have seen that yet well. oh, oh, go, go, yeah. go and see it yeah. it's lovely it's yeah um, it's it's like a uh, a druid and his familiar
3: is <laughs> <It's> how, <laughs> how I describe it yeah well, Land I wouldn't necessarily say that it's Florian's strongest piece but it, it, it has those essential elements of just raw everyday people just opening up, yeah. Um, and, and him just his camera just there, no judgment, just enjoying how life is for these yeah, people. Yeah, I love the way he yeah. just sits mm. with them long enough yeah.
1: that you you just can't help but yeah, and and enjoy like, them and
3: the kind up. of people yeah. you wouldn't necessarily expect to find in a film, yeah. which is great. Yeah, in, in some ways, I like it
0: more than some of the later mm. ones yeah. because it's almost striving for less. If mm. that makes sense, mm. it doesn't. Um, you're just there for the day and it's like a day at the beach and you have yeah. this amazing experience and then you go um, and you're not making the same kind of long-term investment and mm. in trying to dig to that next level but yeah it's a beautiful film
1: so this was after he made kai demolition as well wasn't yeah it? that's yes. my recollection quite yes. a bit yeah. yeah quite a bit after i think okay it just it seems like just from my feeling is that it looks like something I think, I think it was maybe, like somewhere maybe around... Maybe a bit rougher than 20,
3: 2010, maybe? 2011. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. it erupted, yeah, yeah. Because was like 2004.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, James yeah. and Icy's also rougher than um, Spookers or Pulp. Yeah, So, you know, true. That's, yeah, it's that's just true. kind yeah. of the... Um, I think the the creative spark takes it where it goes. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So on. Um, cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, there may also be... Um, I mean, because I know the Justice of Bunny King is coming out during that time, and there may be other New Zealand films. Uh, Yes, as we previously (laughs) mentioned. Uh, And there may be other New Zealand films that come out as well. I feel like there's a third one, but I'm blanking on what that might be. Um, Anyway, we don't need to guess too much on that because we're moving on to a retrospective. So three films that you haven't seen all by the same Asian filmmaker. And uh, I've tried to not be too prescriptive about countries with a lot of these but just put a couple things in there to try to get a smattering of different things if somebody wants to uh you know go yeah. go into uh, go into ultra mode they can try
1: to make every single uh pick well, a different country well, where
0: they well, can
2: well, when but, we yeah. were
1: pitching this out you I kind of did that because I thought you meant a filmmaker that you've never seen before from Asia. So I yeah. went with uh, I. I started by going with R- Rasuki uh, Hamaguchi, Hamaguchi. Yes. Um. And do, and doing, starting with his um, five-hour epic Happy, happy hour. hour. Yeah.
2: Which yeah. no, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, well, you're welcome to do
0: Hamaguchi if you can track down three yeah, of his if films. If I can
1: find them. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. They've been impossible to find in for me. So I, I've I've switched to um, Kim Ji Woon. Um, who Doug I know. Tale
0: well, I was just sisters. fortunate enough to see Tale of Two Sisters at the Academy the other week, which yep. is oh, one really? of my all-time favorite. Yeah, they did a little Korean New Wave festival. Oh, I missed that. And uh, yeah, you did because it was really good. But you, you, know, you, you were packing. Yeah.
1: So, yep. <laughs> um, I have no excuse. Mm. Mm you have a life oh well that did stop the conversation <laughs> <laughs> there was just a lot of
0: nodding there, <laughs> <go out> there. <laughs> no, so which um, so Kim Ji Woon has a lot of great films um, Age of Shadows uh, is one in particular that I love, but I think I know that's quite hard to track down. Yeah, I, I um,
1: had a look around for it, but um, yeah, but and I I saw the it. devil
0: as well. We would have both seen yeah, it I incredibly love, strange. I saw the devil, so, so
1: and that, that played was... at that
0: festival as well. Yeah. Um. But what? So you? What are the three that you've chosen? So uh, Tale of Two Sisters,
1: on yes. absolutely. Your recommendation, um, The Quiet Family. I don't know that one.
0: It's also, The Quiet Family is partially famous as being the film that inspired Takashi Miike's Happiness of the Katakuris. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, Um, really?
0: Katakuris, I think, is a remake of The Quiet Family, if I remember correctly. Except The Quiet Family is not a musical, and Katakuris is, if I recall correctly. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Just slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my third selection is something a little bit further into the action realm that he goes, quite a bit more recent. Um, called Ilang the Wolf Brigade, which is available on Netflix.
0: Yeah, uh, which I haven't seen. I'm quite curious because it's yeah. a remake, I think of um, Jinro, isn't it? Which is an anime from the uh, early two thousands. It was called Jinro the Wolf Brigade. Maybe it's. Oh right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I do know that I've had it on my Netflix um, account pretty much since I got a Netflix account. So. Yeah. Um, quite looking forward to watching that cool um my
0: asian filmmaker uh and i'm sort of second guessing myself one of the things i'm second guessing is i have kind of realized that i have a real big gap with indian filmmaking and i feel like that would be a but i'm not even sure which filmmaker there's three films that i can access by that would be the right one to do so you know if you feel free to tweet me if you come up with somebody i should but um look i mean this is a year where hong kong has gone through a lot of changes. That are not very positive, and um, and it's been on my mind, and their filmmaking's been on my mind. And Johnny Toe oh, is yeah. one of Hong Kong's greatest filmmakers, and um, coincidentally, for some reason, Netflix has a crapload of his stuff. Um, there's eleven Johnny Toe films on Netflix, so it's a very easy, um, you know, way to, wow. um, yeah. And unless you're pretty comprehensive with Johnny Toe, I think there will be three of them you haven't seen. Yeah. So I chose um, his. Two of his 2011 films, actually, one of which is Life Without Principle, which is a, uh, I think it's a white-collar crime film, and Don't Go Breaking My Heart, which is a rom-com, which many of uh, his fans consider one of his best ever, and then Lifeline, which is a 1997 firefighter drama. Oh. So none of those are the Cops and Guns no. films that he's famous for. I originally had The Mission on there, which I do have a DVD of, but it's a very old not-great-looking DVD. Right. I still might go to that. There's a Blu-ray of PTU out in, that I may go crazy and pick up, but for right now, those are the three Johnny Toe films I have planned. Mm. Um, and I, I have lots of fond memories of seeing films like Election and Exiled at previous New Zealand film festivals, which is part of the reason I selected him. Uh, well, Who is your pick?
3: Um, mine is um, another Hong Kong director from, I think, uh, is, it, is it referred to as New Wave? Back in the day? I don't know um and and Huy. we'll go with that yep okay um and so she was um kind of coming to prominence uh in the 80s 90s um but has you know continued making films uh yeah. and probably one of her bigger titles that people might know is night and fog um oh really yeah okay because there's a famous night and fog but that's yeah, um, it's woody ellen oh yeah
0: no that shadows and fog night oh, and fog fog is longer <laughs> <and A. laughs> um um yeah yeah um, but
3: anyway i'm go- I'm going from mostly uh, starting with a couple of her older ones which I don't really know so I don't know a lot of her work but I had been meaning yeah. having seen one of hers and then um, I think it's sort of something else later on um, to visit some of her work um, and just never got around to it mm-hmm. so at the moment I picked some stuff that that is um currently on youtube but i've actually probably got um access to some of them from work so oh, okay. i keep forgetting that work has a really great collection of things um, right yeah and then every so often i think oh i'm really i'm struggling to track down this film oh hang on oh yes yeah, we've yeah. Got it. yeah. <laughs> um yes yeah, so i'm i'm doing uh, i think i don't know if it's her earliest it may be her first or in her, in her first few features uh, yeah. called boat people um oh, from yeah. 82 I'm doing one called "Love in a Fallen City," which was from '84, so it's yeah. really and then and then a later one, um, "July Rhapsody," um, right. which is from early 2000s. So,
0: Boat People's the one I've heard of. "A Simple Life" is the film, the film that yeah, I think Simple is the most Life. famous was, of hers yeah. that I've heard of. Yeah. Ah. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I might see if I can come over and watch some of those because yeah. I uh, haven't. Um, so let's move on to the other uh, retrospective. Uh, one which is that um, it's nice to pay tribute to fallen mm. uh, filmmaking legends. And uh, I initially was going to focus on three directors who passed away this year um, Monty Hellman, mm-hmm. uh, famously of Tulane Blacktop, yep. Yep. Uh, most prominently, Richard Rush, who's most famous for The Stuntman, and uh, Bertrand Tavernier, who's oh, actually his yeah. history of French cinema, has just played uh, the uh, French Film Festival. And I couldn't go to it because it sold out. So good on French Film Festival for uh, selling out a three-hour documentary about um, a French director's interest in French films. Um, But also I was aware I didn't want to be too prescriptive about Mm. saying, oh, it's only male directors. So I added, or featuring an actor or actress that died in 2021. So that opens up quite a bit. But um, who did you choose?
3: I went with um, Monty Hellman, um, and I... um, found uh, uh a place to watch um road to nowhere his final is, film which I is think. his final film yeah. yeah um so i thought that would be a fitting thing I, mean, I, I don't i don't know what his later output is like so um i'm, yeah, same. I'm, I'm keen to see it um, it's pretty sporadic he didn't have a lot yeah, of chances yeah. to make films in his later um, career but like probably most people um two Lane blacktop was a massive thing mm. for me and i which i saw for the first time when the festival retroed it. um Oh, yeah, a few years back. Yeah. Uh, it was, oh, it was a good number of years back now. It was okay. like 2008 or something right the first um, time I saw 2 blacktop. So great. Um, yeah, so man, it was great. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and I remember, <laughs> I reminded someone said that uh, an older guy that I knew when I was singing somewhere said, uh, you remind me of, of uh, James Taylor. <laughs> and was that a compliment? <laughs> I'd take it as one. I didn't, yeah, know, yeah. I didn't I really even know him at the times. So I was
2: like, oh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And uh, yeah, I, I you think I've it? gone other end of the Monty Hellman oh, yeah, yeah. Um, spectrum. You're going to start, are you? Uh, uh, well, I've gone for Cockfighter. Um, not just because the title is fantastic, provocative. But I also know that there's a, uh, a book being written specifically about the film mm. of um, being edited by Gala Oh, wow. Um, okay. Uh, I think it's... Um, Essays rather than a full book Mm. um, collated, but um, it sounds fascinating, and I've wanted to see it for ages, and it's Monty Hellman, and I love Monty Hellman. Um, Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's been on my to-watch list for ages, and uh, there are a couple Hellman films, like Iguanas on Amazon Prime as well, and I've wanted to see that, Shine a Nine, Liberty 37, I have um, the shooting ride with the Whirlwind um, Criterion on my s- shelf, and i they were both shot on the same set, so I always forget which one I haven't seen and which one I haven't. I think it's the shooting I need to see I've, still.
1: I've heard absolutely you know, wonderful things about how... And how completely bonkers Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, Better Watch Out is. <laughs> so those of you who are yeah, like well, mostly wanting to do happen. Incredibly Strange. Yes, yeah, it yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> if you want to go down. Oh, yes. Helman has like some really weird twists. Like he directed wrong. He directed <laughs> like Beast like, from the haunted, haunted Cave. And other
3: yeah. uh, um, was classics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's a, that's a funny thing if you look at his career. It's like yeah. he did half his films and like Five or six years that were all these quick turnaround ones. And yeah. Then he was around for thirty-five more years, yeah. and a, a lot of that was failing to get projects off the ground. A lot of that was mentoring young filmmakers. Famously, he produced uh, *Reservoir Dogs*. Oh wow. And uh, you know, and so Quentin was one of his uh, um, protege. I that's probably not quite the right a- representation of it. Yeah. I think Quentin was protegeing himself. Yeah. <laughs> to the video store. Um. I went down because uh, when Tavernier died, I realized I'd never seen a Bertrand Tavernier film and I felt a bit like, oh, he's a big name and I should have seen something. And so I tracked down a film that I have yet to watch, um, but Death Watch, which is a 1980 film. uh, It's a sci-fi with Remy Schneider, Harvey Keitel, and Harry Dean Stanton. And I think the concept is it's a future where... um, death has largely been defeated and and one person happens to be dying. And so it becomes this big sort of reality TV event oh, wow. to watch this person die when nobody actually can die anymore. Yeah. So it could go either way. but um, And I I could probably be pretty easily swayed into watching Cockfighter because it's been <laughs> a, for a
1: well, long time. Well, the, but, uh, the, the poster for Death Watch does make it look rather incredibly strange in itself yeah i I mean and the thing is i'll try
0: to get around to all of these eventually so it's not like one rules out the other um so moving on to the world focus because um i've chosen five slots for this and three of them are country specific and um jacob you were um heavily on my mind with these first two because (laughs) uh When I think of Romanian film, mm. I think of
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> you. And, oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's, I mean, the, what's the relationship there? May I sit you both down on the couch and <laughs> analyse this?
3: <laughs> uh, just Eastern European film in general. Um, right. I, I'm quite keen on the Russian cinema, Ukrainian, um, yeah. Belarusian, Romanian. But you've
0: been yeah. quite an advocate of, like, Christia Puyu, for yeah, instance, yeah. who, you know, um, Sierra Nevada yeah. and films like that. and
3: um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that Sierra Nevada was one of my faves, um, at uh, festival and was that twenty eighteen as well? Might have been I feel like you've I feel like we've talked about that film Yeah. at yeah. some point. We yeah. have. Um and yeah, so that's fantastic. So for this this one I'm going for it's also another of the big ones, but it was one that I missed, um, which is um, Mungu's um, graduation. Right, I missed so that as well, yeah. And so that that's one that's sort of I've been meaning to catch up with, so mm-hmm. this is a good a good opportunity. But among Yu I... is uh, Christian
0: among you who did yeah. four months, three weeks, two days, yeah. and Beyond the Hills.
2: Yeah,
3: but the one that I that initially sprang to mind, uh, and if I I might just try and squeeze in a, a reviewing of this one again was yeah. um uh twelve o eight Easter booker. I love um, that film. new you, Barumbaus, uh, two thousand six deadpan comedy, which is. <laughs> so good I saw, I, saw, I saw that And there was another My other favourite Deadpan Which was a, favorite, a really Favourite genre of mine Was uh um, Uruguayan film Called Whiskey, Whiskey. I remember it's that like, was, I think that was The year I met you Or maybe it yeah, was Yeah yeah It was yeah, like yeah. 2005 oh, I, think, I think you two Were coming out of it And raved about
1: it Yeah, and, yeah, yeah.
3: At, at me And so I did 2006 <laughs> And then it was This one was like 2007 Maybe 2008 um, yeah. uh They were close together And I was like Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are fantastic Wow yeah.
0: And and Purumbu most recently did The Whistlers, which I think
3: yeah. played yeah, which two we years saw ago a couple of years ago yeah yeah
0: that yeah. yeah. uh, was Ken twenty nineteen
3: yeah which was an interesting move but and I quite enjoyed it um but it was a you know heist film and, yeah. yeah
0: um I actually went for Puyu um I didn't go for Puyu I I'm totally lying um I have several films on the shelf by Puyu that I should watch like yeah. Stuff and Gado mm-hmm. and the um Death of Mister Lazarescu. Uh, instead, I went for Radu Jude, who I've also never seen a film by. Um, his film, Bad Luck Banging, uh, something Looney porn or whatever, won the Golden Bear this year at Berlin. Uh-huh. So it may play film festival this year. It may not. We actually have a bad run of not getting the Berlin winners in recent years. But um, So I chose his film, Everybody in Our Family, which um, the uh, superlative Blu-ray l- label Second Run put out in 2012.
1: Uh, which is also a Fantastic Fest film from, I think... 2012. 2012? I I, I, I must say I was present for that screening. I was not particularly conscious Mm. of seeing it. (laughs) Because <laughs> I had a broken ankle and, oh, um, drugs. and, was, on, and was on American painkillers, which are amazing. Yes. at the time, as well as Fantastic Fist, um, general other, fatigue, ge- yeah. general fatigue, and other recreationals.
2: Mm. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So, so yeah, um, uh, I think it's kind of a
0: thriller. I don't know too much about it. Um, uh, I, I can't just, remember too much. Right, about so it. I'm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, the second run has pretty great taste in Romanian films. They put out the film Tuesday After Christmas, mm. which is a stunning drama, which I highly recommend. And um, yeah, there's just no shortage of good Romanian yeah, films.
3: Yeah, they're pretty pretty bang on their output, really. That's the
0: thing. It's just one of the reasons I chose it. I didn't feel yeah. like it would be a punishment for anyone to choose a Romanian but, film.
3: I must say
1: I'm probably a bit... Um, it's possibly a blind spot for me.
3: Um, yeah. You should both. You got so much good stuff. Give to me yeah, some yeah. Learning
1: four months, three weeks, two days. Oh my god! Um, purely out of uh, out of a creative um, my own filmmaking standpoint, I'm going for um, Chuck Norris versus Communism, which is a recent documentary made about um, the Romanian relationship, Ceausescu's Romania. And the relationship with like video tape action video. movies, yeah. um, simply because my film Operation Rambo deals in the same kind of space. Yeah. space. Yeah. So I, I thought it would be a good choice to kind of study up and, oh, great,
0: yeah, take yeah. I've been curious to see that film as well, and yeah, I, I've, I'd be quite keen to see it. Um, but there's plenty of Romanian films I'm quite keen yeah. to see, absolutely. Um, so from Romania, we travel to another of um, your favorite spots, Iran, yeah. um, and uh, I cause I can think of films like Radio Dreams that you've oh, raved man, about man. over the years.
3: So from Iran I, again. Um, that was another um, another deadpan, really good deadpan. That yeah, twenty seventeen, <laughs> maybe twenty seventeen, twenty
1: six. What yeah. was that? What was that one from two thousand and nineteen about the guy burying the? Um, Puts a, a suitcase of money buried oh, on the top with, of the with
3: hill. That, that, uh, that was called um, um, an unknown. Tomb of the Unknown Saint. Oh, the Unknown, oh, saint. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the unknown saint. It's Egyptian. Yeah. It? It's, Mor- it's yeah, not. Or Moroccan. It's It's not Iranian. Iranian. I can tell you, yeah, it was Iranian. Sorry. Yeah,
0: no, but it, that is a great film, The Unknown Saint. Yes. And that is um, a
3: that is another good dead penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, what was your Iranian choice, Steve? Um. Mine was the salesman um i've been oscar farhadi yeah quite enjoy Mm. i quite enjoy farhadi's films i thought a separation was a beautifully dense Mm. um well well realized character piece so um yeah salesman it is it's just not been not come up on the watch list to uh
0: until to now, yeah. um, long-time listeners will know that Jacob and I have had a few discussions it's about, about Hardy. for Hadi, but um, the salesman <laughs> is actually the one that won me over on him after right. um, being turned off by a separation, actually. And mm-hmm. um,
3: we did a lot. We did. Did we like, do three of his earlier ones, like about Ellie? Oh um, yeah, I, I haven't
0: done. We did fireworks Wednesday. I still haven't seen about Ellie and, and City I, of
3: Dust. Um, yeah, 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 I forget what it was. Yeah, that was the weird early one. Yeah, funny. what was your uh, Iranian? Uh, this time, uh, mine is um, Majid Majidi's Children of Heaven, which, um, well, one something. Um, that's that's the actually the, possibly the
0: first Iranian film I ever saw. Um, I have really fond memories of seeing that in Portland at an art house ah, cinema, yeah. and I can still picture the final shot of
3: it. Yeah. Um, and I've seen uh, another of his films, and the color of paradise, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, that's yeah. And and one, um yeah. and yeah, really enjoys work. So um, like like many um Iranian filmmakers, gets on the other side of the of, of the uh, regime, um and has found himself um, uh. You know, threatened with jail and um, and had bans on filmmaking and having be yeah. um, to be creative about the way that he does film. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I you know there's a few directors that I'd love to see more by um uh, Muhammad Rasuluf who did the yeah. White Meadows I love yeah. that film and I haven't seen any of his other films and I um I ha- for a while I had a moment of innocence by Amos and who's oh, yeah. uh, been banned yeah. as well and somehow made three films while he's yeah. been banned but um, I went for a film that I have on the sell- shelf from Abbas Kiarostami oh, yeah. uh, they recently put out the Coker trilogy which is. Uh, where is the friend's house? And life goes on. And through the olive trees on Blu-ray, and I picked that up. And one of the bonuses is a documentary he did called Homework. Oh, yeah. And um, Kiristami's documentaries are often self-reflexive and have a mm. performative element to it. So I don't know exactly what to expect, but I'm a big Kiristami fan, so I'm really yeah. curious to see
1: what he brings to that. Me too. And um, uh, Taste of Cherry is up on M- just went up on Mubi as yeah. well as. Um, my friends, uh, uh, you just mentioned it—the one about the boy traveling with the notebook.
0: Oh right, uh, uh, wh- is it where is the friend's house? Where is the friend's, friend's house? House? Yeah. house? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. An- another Iranian film that I um, that I plug for, if people can track it down, uh, it played the same year as Radio Dreams, I think. So, um, was A Dragon Arrives? Oh yeah, This is oh, just yeah. a fantastically original, beautifully shot, striking engaging in just sort of very much its own thing film. spins its yeah. way yeah, yeah, through yeah, yeah. various genres yeah, yeah, and just yeah. has a great time yeah. and so if you're looking for an Iranian film yeah. and you want something that's kind of quite as recent and quite interesting and perhaps yeah. not as well known a director then yeah
0: there's a filmmaker named uh, Shaka Mori as
3: well who did a film called Fish Plus Cat
0: I, which I, yes. I didn't see but played I mean, the film festival I years I mean, back. it was
1: incredible
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah and I saw a film of his last year it's called Careless Crime it was on one of the um, international film festivals that was doing oh, yeah. international streaming I can't remember which one <laughs> but uh, he and then he has another film called Invasion he's a really interesting filmmaker so um, there might be some of that out there somewhere um from Iran we go to Africa uh, and I didn't want to be too prescriptive about country because um, you know a- African film access is very difficult uh, but there's obviously a lot out there. Um, so Steve what did you choose from Africa
1: um, so my favorite um, my favorite film from 2019 festival um, was uh the incredibly strange title, um, and it is the most incredibly strange title, Jesus Shows You the Way to the Highway. And it's also weirdly a very accurate title. Yeah. It's the, the most accurate <laughs> yes. title you will ever come across. Um, so I found a copy on Vimeo um, of uh, Found access 2 on Vimeo, Crumbs, by the same director from Ooh. Ethiopia. Um, Miguel, Miguel Lanzo. 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 Lanzo? Yeah. yep. Yeah. Um, I know very little about it, Um, it sounds weird. Um, that's a thumbs up for me
0: so that's a up
3: Ooh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a swap <laughs> well I actually,
0: I actually just to let you guys know I have the Blu-ray of Jesus Shows You The Way to the Highway that um, that Arrow put out that has Crumbs as a bonus feature uh, oh. as well as his two shorts all which feature the same lead actor from Jesus Shows You The Way to the Highway yes please so we might be able I to arrange that. a screening <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
3: at least a screening <laughs> yeah okay so
0: awesome. be, before you uh, had your slot <laughs> taken away by Crumbs what were you going to watch
3: well um, I was going to watch and I might still watch it um, I'm Not a Witch um, oh right which played, was a film festival selection a yeah, few years back right 2017 you swear uh, you're not female filmmaker um, Rung- Rungano Nioni uh, maybe I hope they're not butchered her name too bad um, <laughs> you've been doing this long enough to know yeah. that's what we in. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, but yeah that, that just looked it looked interesting at the time it was on one of my early cats and then it Kind of fell off, so I thought, well, that'd be good, good opportunity to revisit. So yeah, cool. And and the other, uh, other other one that I thought I'd be worth mentioning for people that's on Netflix, um, which is fab. I really loved it anyway. Was Atlantic's by Manny yeah. Diop, um, uh, which is in Senegal, um, and it's French Senegal yeah. kind of co-production, but it's 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 a yes. really kind yeah. of great little drama sci-fi. Yeah, or or oh, supernatural. Yeah. It's hard to yeah, say. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, re- it's really, really interesting.
1: I have a Netflix one as well. One.
2: Um,
1: is it the Lost Okoroshi? The Lost Okaroshi, yeah, by um, Abba a- a- Makama, um, is fantastic as well. If you're looking for a good wee, um, almost Ugandan level uh, screaminess mixed, w- mixed with a really beautiful art aesthetic. Yeah.
0: Um, if you're not familiar with the uh Ugandan world, uh, Who Killed It? Captain Alex is available for you to uh, <laughs> discover, or Bad Black, yep. or Crazy World. I don't know if Crazy World's available commercially I don't yet. I know the other so, two don't think so just are.
1: yet, but uh, um, the rest of them are.
0: Yeah. And they are nuts. Um, Absolutely bonkers. So, I chose a film by a Mauritanian director that Criterion put out in its World Cinema Showcase collection. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, no. Sorry, that's not the film. World Cinema Project. World Cinema Showcase is the uh, film festival uh, side thing. Uh, And it's by a director named Med Hondo, who's a Mauritanian director. And I I was lucky enough to see one of his films when I was at Il Cinema Retrovato. um, And he was there and introduced it. Um, and uh, he recently passed away. So Medhondo made a film called Soleil O, um, and I don't know much about it other than it's supposed to be absolutely terrific, and it's African, and it's sitting on the shelf, and I've been meaning to look at it. Um, Number 13, a film from a country you've never seen a film from before. A lot of people ask why I'm on Letterboxd if they don't use Letterboxd themselves, and one of the reasons is you can just go to a world map and click on a country and be like, there, "That country is, is blank. I've never seen anything from there before." And bring up a list of all the films from that country. Now, obviously, there's only certain people who see the appeal of
2: this, <laughs>
0: but um, so I, I, I'm one of them because I used the alphabetical list and went from the top. Oh, is that what you did? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so that's another option, but I. Um, I w- tapped on a couple countries, and then I got to Costa Rica, and I discovered that there was a film that was on my Amazon Prime watch list oh. that uh, and that I had never seen, and that I had never seen a film from Costa Rica, full stop. It's by a female film director named Paz Fabrego. It's called Viaje. It's a seventy-minute black and white before sunrise esque uh, thing, and that is all I know about it. Cool. And I'm, and I it's been on my. It's 2015, I've been meaning to watch it for a while anyway, because it's in that nice, watch something and it's 9.30, and you want to squeeze something in before bedtime, but not too long. So, yeah, I'm always... (laughs) Filmmakers who make 75-minute films always uh, attract me, even if half the time they tend out to be distended 45-minute films instead of compact
3: (laughs) (laughs) 90-minute films that I hope for. Yeah. Uh, What about you, Jacob? Uh, I'm going for one that's probably probably better known, um, which is Tana, um, hmm. which I didn't see at the time and, and have been another one I've been meaning to get around to, um, uh, which comes from Vanuatu, and I'm hmm. pretty sure I've never seen a film from Vanuatu. I'm pretty sure I've it's got... the
0: only film from Vanuatu. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, but I do know, we get we regularly get uh, coffee beans from over that area, and I've got a friend who um, had done some work with some of the um, sort of uh, fair trade coffee. Right. I've been to men. Tana.
0: Oh happy! um is right? so Tana's a volcanic island, is mm. like an island chain and yeah. Tana's one of the islands yeah. and and then the main volcano on it is um is actually the main source of tourist income for Tana. People will go over mm. there and they'll drive them up to the edge of the volcano and you can see a bubble and stuff. Oh, wow. And that's um yeah, that's I haven't seen the film, but I've seen a trailer for it. I know that features prominently I think yeah. it's a Romeo and Julietish kind oh, yeah. of narrative but um yeah and it's a beautiful island there's all these crazy banyan trees and um yeah we i I love Vanuatu and I'd love to go back when <laughs> <with everything>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> broadly
3: gestures yeah. this. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's me anyway. So what's uh, what's your what's on yours, Steve?
1: Um, so uh, yeah, as I said, I literally went um, the drop down list on on Letterboxd and went for the first country that I hadn't seen something from, and that was Albania. And it just so happens that there is an Albanian film up on Netflix. Mm. It's called "Forgive Us Our Debts." It's by um, antonio morabito um and i know very little else about it um but it's from albania yeah so mailed yeah
0: um cool uh slow cinema the um usually the slow cinema section back when it was a section appeared around here and caused people to pull out their uh, hair but you know I'm saying watch a slow cinema film because I'm that much of A.M.
1: (laughs) I've got to raise my glass to you on this, Doug, because you're you're the person that really brought me to slow cinema. Oh, good. I was... I don't know. I I was one of those people that always pulled their hair out over it, but Mm. something in me me clicked with slow cinema over the years. And... Mm. You helped me to realize it, oh, so thank you. Thanks. I mean, I don't. Yeah.
0: It's, it's like any genre. I don't think yeah. all of it's good. Um, yeah, and sure. I think um And I think it's like any genre. It's kind of a term that actually mm. is an umbrella for a lot of different approaches. Yeah. Mm. Um, the film I chose uh, is one that was a film festival selection way back when, a uh, Chinese film called Oxide uh, by mm. a woman named Liu Jiayin, which is a domestic uh, film, and I think it's a series of like it's only like twelve shots, and it's set it in her apartment, and okay. um, and it's been a curiously enduring film in terms of its uh, um, it presence. I keep seeing it turn up on best of the the twenty first century lists and things, even though she hasn't come to great fame. The only other film that she's made that I know of, I t- could totally be off base on this, but is um, Oxide Two. <laughs> 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 Possibly the, the least in-demand sequel in existence. <laughs> but it exists. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that um, that was my <laughs> choice, Steve. You?
1: That was beautifully built up. <laughs> full <Beautiful> timing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was originally going to go with um, the seven, nearly eight-hour epic Satan Tango, because I missed it at um melbourne film festival in 2019 the opportunity to see it at the um at the beautiful Esther, um but i've scrubbed that because i'm too busy for a seven hour film these days um so doug you've recommended to me uh alomar yes 73 minutes pedro gonzalez ruel yeah
0: uh,
1: rubino rubio yeah. sorry
0: um it is Don't a too beautiful much. film. Uh, it was one that I, and in fact, this is, um, this would fit quite nicely into a category we'll get to later as well. But this was a film that Bill Gosden actually more or less kind of like, you should really go see this. Mm. And, um, and I went and saw it, and it's um, a very slight picture of a father and son, and uh, the opening establishes that the father and the, um, mother are separated and the mother lives in France and the father is uh lives on a little hut in the ocean and is a fisherman and so the son goes to live with the father for the summer and it's kind of a documentary but it's mostly just hanging out with them as they live life in this gorgeous location and it sounds wonderful it is and in. It is actually while we're on the Letterbox topic, it is the film that caused me to start a list called Gentle Cinema oh, yeah. which is now like literally fifty percent of the interaction I have on Letterboxd is people liking that list or suggesting films. I think I think by now we have most of the films that fit that criteria because it's just so it's it there's slow and there's gentle and like there's a lot of yeah. slow films that are actually quite mm. you know a casual, yeah. You know, I mean, the Turin horse is slow, but no one would call it gentle. gentle yeah, um, but it is just such a, um, it, it, it's a gentle wind of the film, Great. Galmar, yeah. Uh-huh. So, say, save, save it for a day where maybe it's a bad day, but also you have a little bit of attention and you don't need to, like, you know, get distracted out of it, yeah. but you can just sink into another place. And what's yours, Jacob? Speaking of um,
3: <laughs> Turin horses and uh, <laughs> and casual <tangible> brutality, um, <laughs> uh, yes, I'm I'm doing the Turin horse. Which, oh right, which, okay. which, which I'm. Uh, it's possibly a surprise to people who know my cinema viewing that I haven't seen it. Um, well, I haven't
1: actually seen it either. I'm... A lot
3: of a lot of my friends and people, even people who aren't who are, you wouldn't necessarily expect to be into, say, Balatar's cinema, cinema, have seen it and go, mm. "Oh, this is fantastic." Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I saw the Workmaster Harmonies in cinema. Um, mm. I was, uh, I've. It's the kind of film that I would expect that I would have seen. and i haven't so I, I'm gonna right. you know, use this opportunity to catch up with that one. So yeah.
0: Great, good choice.
1: Um, we're, we're about to you getting that, sourcing that from? Because I tried to find it for my list. And, I have it on Blu-ray.
0: So there's a region yeah, A Blu-ray. Work, I don't, my work has a go. has a whole bunch of discs.
3: Um, oh cool. So um, I've, We've got it on D V D. Right. Yeah. I yeah. might my... Yeah. Yeah, we can talk. I'll swap it out, yeah. maybe. I don't know.
1: Um we're, we're L- the Harmonies see. is great as well.
0: Alamar's you should like see. The yeah. the one I should see. You can always depress yourself later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of the landmark features of the film festival and the reason it's been moved this year actually is Cannes, right? Because mm. um, we always have a great crop of films yeah, from the Cannes, Cannes Film Festival. And that's
3: usually the first thing that gets released is what are we picking up from Cannes? Yeah. Well, one of the first things.
0: Yeah, yeah. and um, of course this year, well, and, maybe not and, of
3: course, but
0: it's been uh, delayed, and I think it starts in a couple weeks, and so that means that uh, Melbourne and uh, I believe Sydney and some other film festivals and New Zealand yeah, film festival have pushed it back because there's there's a bumper crop this year. Um, some of the filmmakers that we won't even be mentioning when we talk about yeah. these next slots Uh, the aforementioned Ryoseki Hamaguchi Sean Penn Bruno Dumont Wes Anderson Francois Ozan Asgar for Hardy Apicha Pongwira Seth Jacques Audiard, Nadav Lapim Sean Baker Julia DeCornu of Raw fame Koganata of Columbus fame um, Andrea Arnold, on No Discipline yep. Hong Song Su, who you've heard me talk about, oh,
2: <laughs>
0: Cordell.
1: Oh my God! Is no Gat, Hong
0: Song Su Loznitsa. I mean, that's oh, and that's yeah. not even everybody. Mm. And and that's yes. also leaving out the names that, unless you got you have done some swaps, we're going to mention. But uh, yeah, it's a really stacked year, and I and I um, have tried to do the can at home thing before, and so I thought it'd be quite fun to pick a few films by directors who you may love or you may have never seen before and you might want to get familiar with because they have a film uh, that may very likely show up at the festival this year. And so you kind of want to get a sense of what they're all about. So yeah, so slots 15 through 17. Three films by three different directors selected for Cannes 2021 that you've never seen before.
1: Steve, tell me your three. I'm going to bring the party down. To gutter level, I am watching Tom McCarthy's The Cobbler <laughs> with Adam Sandler.
0: Yes. So we could talk fair about fair. the letter of the law and the spirit of the law.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Stillwater
0: is in this year's car. Yep. And to be fair, they are playing F9 on the plodge. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, a Justin Lynn film would also be fair here. Yeah. you know.
1: Um, I really enjoyed Spotlight, I thought it was great. The Visitor is totally wonderful Station um, Agent's quite good uh, I've it. heard Station Agent's good that's my favourite but I just w- I just wanted to like bring a little bit of flavour of my own taste <laughs> <laughs> you have seeded have a
2: bit of you, fun or you there. want to call it tea <laughs> <laughs> um
1: uh my other next choice is uh Todd Haynes.
0: Who's got a Velvet Underground documentary appearing out there. of
1: competition? Yep. yep. Um similarly this is a um a musical drama. Uh I'm not there. His so Bob Dylan film. The Bob Dylan film. Um, I saw it at Saint Luke's actually
0: <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> mm. Imagine that now, you know, like it was weird, yeah, like two thousand seven when you could go to your local multiplex and see a Todd Haynes black and white film with Kate Blanchett as a gender bending Bob Dylan,
1: yeah. Um, and my third choice is Paul Verhoeven.
0: His film *Benedetta*, which is a convent based thriller,
1: I believe, yep. is yep. playing this year. Uh, and my choice. Um, is Turkish Delight which is apparently if you've been listening to Mubi's podcast the biggest film um, of its time no not even of its time of all time in its native um, oh. native Netherlands Um Rukahawa that is Hauer Power yeah <laughs> youngest and best Jan de Bont on camera wow um, it's a, apparently fantastic um yeah, that's my that's your tri that's my trio sure. your power trio. Nice. What's your power
3: trio, Jacob? Okay, so I'm going for a first up as um. Joachim um, or um, um, Joachim yeah. Trier, who has the worst person, Trier, who has the worst person in the world playing this year. I'm going for Thelma, which um, played at Festival in 2017, maybe um, it did, but it only played Wellington, didn't play Auckland, yeah, yeah. so we didn't get a chance to see it. Like one of those ones that came up, like, hey, yeah, I will see yeah. that, oh, and then Academy on, like that. brought
0: yeah. it back in January, January when I was away, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. so, so, so it like a week or yeah. something as well. So yeah. I that. So his first two films are reprise. And then, uh, oh, crap, I can't remember the next one. Is But it's really good. Um, it'll come to me later. Yeah. And then Louder Than Bombs, I wasn't as big a fan oh, okay. of. I loved but, um, Louder Than Bombs. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, it really affected yeah. me.
3: Ah. Anyway, yeah, so, so that that was the first thing. As soon as I saw that on the list, I was like, oh, I've got to watch that. Yeah. That, was, that was the one that didn't play. And I was yeah. like, hey, I was going to program yeah. that one. <laughs> um, and so the next one is... Uh, I'm seeing Father of My Children by Mia Hansen-Love, who has Bergman Island playing. Oh, yeah. Father oh. of
0: My Children's terrific. I saw that and I've film never, festival a I don't think I've ever seen back.
3: a Mia yeah. Hansen-Love film, so um, I don't know yeah. what to expect, um, but I hear people Don't like read it.
0: anything about Father of My Children. No, no, in. no. That's but, yeah, I, I hear it for six.
3: People dig that film, so that's great. Um, and then uh, the other one I'm doing is um, uh, Leos Carax, who we all know well, um, from Holy Motors and what have you, yep. is, um, has a film play this year called Annette, which I don't know much about. Although Uh, it's got, um, Adam Driver and and Marion Cotillard and Sparks has done the music. So
0: um, those of you who are wanting to warm up for that, the Sparks Brothers documentary directed by Edgar Wright is playing at the Academy shortly.
3: Um, yeah, Can't so wait. so I'm seeing um, saying, um, oh. which which uh, which I haven't seen, but uh, but I've I've obviously seen the uh, the clip. The dance, the, yeah, 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 yeah. That, of, that's, um, yeah. It's yeah. been
1: a while since I've seen that, but I remember. It
0: re- that is really. the best thing in that film, but it is also literally the best live action sequence ever filmed. Yeah, so. so
3: so I'm I'm inter- I'm keen to put that in in context. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Um, Cool. I um I made a last minute substitution. So two, you guys have chosen two of mine, which are Turkish Delight and Thelma, um just oh, yeah. coincidentally. Um, oh, I'm I, not the cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait till this to watch that. I'll be talking <laughs> that tonight. Um, you guys go home. Um, and the third, I I was gonna do White God actually, which I haven't seen. But then in my last pass, I um picked out another second run Blu Ray that I have on my shelf. Um, My Twentieth Century by uh the Hungarian filmmaker uh, Ildiko Yeti, who did oh, uh, yes, On, Body, On and Wild, Soul, Body and Soul, yeah. which actually oh, yeah. I didn't like very much, mm, but My 20th yeah. Century is a very different film that's kind of closer to Guy Madden I than mean. to whatever the hell On Body and Soul was. <laughs> Body and Soul Miserableism.
3: It's yeah. Yeah. kind of spoiled potential. I don't know. Yeah, 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 I was not a fan of that film. And uh, yet I, I remember I, just coming out and thinking, well
1: that was some goats.
3: <laughs> there was a third of a There's... film in there that I really, I think I would have loved. Yeah. yeah. Had it gone in different directions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then the other, can uh, one is a previous Palme d'Or winner you haven't seen. Yep. So,
3: Jake, Witcher's uh... uh, Mine is um, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg by Jacques Demy from
1: 1964. Mwah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I'm looking forward to. Yep.
3: Yeah, that'll yep. be, that'll be a, a big up bunch of fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, mine, which is of a similar vintage, is by a filmmaker named Elio Petrie, who uh, did uh, Investigation of a Citizen Above Suspicion, A Quiet Place in the Country, uh, The Tenth Victim, which is Battle Royale before Battle Royale. And um, every time I see one of his films, I'm like, why haven't I watched more of his films? And so The Working Class Goes to Heaven won won the Palme d'Or in 1971. And uh, that was a last-minute substitute for me, but I found it... uh, it's currently on YouTube, so uh, if it stays there, then it's sticking. If not, I'm gonna have to do some digging because a lot of the ones that I haven't seen are quite hard to find.
3: Um, but well, um, given that um, that for the most part, um, the nineteen uh, uh, copyright cutoff is fifty years after the um, death of the um, director usually, or right. oh, sorry, fifty years after the. Date of um, release. Right. right. Cinema release. No, I think it's death. No, it's cinema release for is films. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's everything from 1970 onwards at the moment is okay. out of copyright, unless they have reissued something in a fresh way, like remastered the soundtrack, or we've right, okay. done something significant yeah. to change it. If it's yeah. pretty similar, oh, then... then.
0: If, I, if I find a Blu-ray of it out, out there mm. anyway, I'll, I might import it, because I have loved Petrie mm. so much, and in fact, I have another Petrie film on yeah. the shelf right now. No doubt it will have um. some
3: fantastic um, costuming and visuals. And Oh yeah, I'm sure it is.
0: And what's your Palme d'Or picks, Steve? Do so
1: you two have gone very European with your choices. I'm going very American with mine. Um, 1973... Gene Hackman, Al Pacino, so good, directed by Jerry Schatzberg Shet- uh, it's not called the Scarecrow; it is Scarecrow, Scarecrow. and mm. it's so good. Yep, it is so. Uh,
0: um, it, there's just that great string of Pacino movies. Yeah, and it often gets overlooked by Dog Day Afternoon yep. or yep. overshadowed by Dog Day Afternoon, which is the same time.
1: I like a good. I like other. a good drifter movie, me as well. Yeah, yeah if yeah. you remember my screening of Emperor of the North. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's, it's terrific so you, yeah that, that alone will be worth your uh, all the other films will probably be crap but that one <laughs>
2: uh, it won't
3: quite be The Cobbler but it won't be, be The Cobbler <laughs> The
0: Cobbler will be top
3: of the list right
0: I sort of moved up the back of the book here but uh, The Incredibly Strange section mm. um, this is a kind of a trick because you there's really only two kinds of people people who see zero films in The Incredibly Strange section and people who see ten films in The Incredibly Strange <laughs>
1: section right, uh, people who only see ten films in festival and they are <laughs> yeah, well, the true, yeah.
0: that's the third type yeah, yeah. Um, so I um, I tried to be a bit um, as inclusive as impossible for the gentler souls um, so number 19 a non-english language action film um, Steve what did you pick
1: well um, I've gone for attack the gas station because um, I rather like my Korean action movies mm. um
3: I love I love the title.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a fantastic <laughs> title, um, and, and it's a director I've not seen before who seems to be quite prolific in comedy. So, and um, I believe it was originally part of. So, just for those of you who don't know, there was the incredibly
0: strange film festival was a standalone thing, and then in two thousand four, uh, Ant teamed up with. The New Zealand yeah. Film Festival to make the incredibly strange
3: oh, was that early, right? uh,
0: brand a section. Yeah, because my first year was two thousand four oh, yeah. in New Zealand, yeah. and yeah. so
1: I I didn't realize until later yeah. that that was a new development. It wasn't so much a section when it first happened as it was just tacked on, branded in the in the program as "that's incredible." Yeah. Um, and then later on, he got his own section at the back of the bus. Yeah, yeah. They always called it right. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and actually that's a film that I chose as well because I have have had the DVD sitting around and when I was looking through a series of films that had been previously programmed I was reminded of it and I was like oh yeah and that was a film that when sort of the I was I was often importing DVDs from Korea and I didn't import that one but it was one that was always on my list of I'm curious (laughs) to check that out so um, that should be a fun throwback. I'm assuming you're not also watching Attack the Gas Station. No, no, now, I'm not. I'm
3: not I, I, unless it, you come over, which you're. You know. <laughs> <laughs> does sound intriguing. Uh, I, I didn't go for anything that was uh, particularly previously programmed in the strain, incredibly strange festival um, for this one. I
1: don't think Attack the Gas Station oh, was. was.
3: Oh, okay i'm not sure i'll double check but i thought it was was a 90 in the in the
0: isff not the okay not be pre pre new zealand film festival is what i mean
3: yeah knowing that um that netflix has a a large crop of uh of um indian film and often indian action film um kicking around on it um i dived in and just had a look to see what i could find um oh bahubali would be a good one um but what I did, for, and, but then I also did some, some um, Googling of people's lists of great um, non-English action sort of thing. And so I found one that was crossed over on both of those, uh, which is a Filipino action I called By Bust by someone called Eric Mutti from 2018. So um, that just looked like it could be interesting. So am going to jump in there.
0: Cool. Um, that that reminds me that there's a terrific um, actioner on Netflix word. as well called Fury F U R I E. Oh yes, with um, that's a Vietnamese film yep. um, with an awesome uh, female lead, you Thanh I'm sorry, I ruined her name, but um, yeah, beautiful neon drenched uh, film. Um, the other incredibly strange film. Slot is aka the slot of shame, particularly in my case. Um, a previous film in the section that you've never seen, or if you're somebody who's literally seen every film in the that they've ever programmed, a film by a filmmaker Guilty. who's had a film screened and incredibly strange that you've never seen before. So, um, I chose uh, The Greasy Strangler, which uh, I should have seen, uh, I did not see because. Uh, it was in one of the years where I had just come back from an overseas trip and there were only 9 p.m. screenings and I was fading out at 8.45 every night. <laughs> so it's yes. a, so I missed Greasy Strangler, I missed Turbo Kid, I missed a couple other oh, yeah. uh, ones like that. And I also wasn't that sure that I'd like it. And then it was the same writer that wrote uh, Come to Daddy, which I loved. Yeah. And so I've been meaning to catch back up with it and I haven't. And it seems like a great tribute to Ant, who I think produced it, and but also just to the section in general, that seems yeah. like a great time to finally catch
3: up with that. It, it, it very much um, leans into what it is. Um, very much.
1: <laughs> if you've we, we, seen we, his um, his ABCs of Death sequence, um, Jim Jim, Hosking. Jim Hosking, Yeah. Uh, you'll you'll pretty much know what to expect. Is this the is it in
0: his in the original or the sequel? I think it's in the sequel. Okay, I haven't seen part the sequel. two. Okay. Yeah,
3: but um, yeah, it's oh, genius for grandpa. It's, for me, it felt like it, it could have been a little tighter, but what it does, it it, it owns its own flavor, and that flavor is quite greasy, grubby, fun, floppy, right, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. gooey, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you'll be a disco hoody by the end of it. Yep. Yeah. I, uh,
0: yeah, uh, I can also change my mind.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I will watch it.
0: You'll um, also be a well-practiced bullshit yeah, artist. Yeah, fighting yeah. The I'm games. already yeah, a well-practiced yeah, yeah. bullshit artist. <laughs> um, so, Jacob, who's the completely different uh, filmmaker that you chose?
3: <laughs> I also chose uh, a Jim Hosking film. <laughs> Partially because, well, I mean, I think I was running out of time. I was trying to get my program done and out there so I could commit to the podcast and do some other things. And um, and I thought, I just had a quick squiz through a few years of Incredibly Strange. It was like, seen it, 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 seen it. Not really interested in that, not really interested in that. Seen it, seen it, seen it. And then I was like, what haven't I seen? that? By the way, I built a
0: list. Sorry, I didn't get it sooner.
3: But it's there now on the stuck. And And so I thought, oh, I... I, I kind of enjoyed Greasy Strangler um, this has um, uh, Jermaine in it I think um, and, um, and a few other people um, and that film is um, and it's um, An Evening with Beverly Loughlin, Okay. which is I, I, th- I feel like it's going to be pretty light and, all, all I have light to say and about far away this, but...
1: all I have to say about this film is
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds like a bit of fandom there <laughs> and what was your film? Um, so similarly to you, Doug, my Indian cinema has been a bit lacking. Yeah um and I've seen about ninety-five percent of the list of Incredibly Strange films. I think the only film I wasn't sure that you, whether you had specified the Incredibly Strange section or not, but and so I've gone quite you, you, a bit quite a bit further back. back oh, okay, yeah. further back into two thousand and one. Um, with a uh, an Indian film, a Bollywood film called Ahsoka, which played oh. an incredibly strange film festival, I think when it was back in the Bix. when Bex Bex incredible went, festival. Bex yeah, incredible festival. Yeah. That was in the the Chinese theatre, wasn't it also? Yeah, maybe I don't know. I wasn't in. I wasn't even in Auckland at the time, so I I don't know, and I missed it. But my um my directorial brother-in-arms rajneel singh um has shouted the praises of it, how absolutely bonkers it is it, it looks on the outside like a, a a good fun romantic romp but i'm assured that it gets really really ridiculous right. and uh, and goes off the off the deep end more ridiculous than fight club members only I don't know. The Bollywood remake of Fight oh, <laughs>
0: I, can't I, I, can't believe, I can't believe I haven't inflicted that on you. Um, so I, I'd intended this to be New Zealand Film Festival ones, but there's nothing in the wording that says it, and it's a brilliant choice, so it stands. Great. Right. Okay. Awesome. Um, fresh. So this is usually a section that appears earlier. Um, I really struggled with how much to do new films versus old films. Mm. Um, it's uh, not for the least because I didn't want to have anyone poaching films that might wind up playing this year obviously there's been all sorts of delays from international festivals Mm. and there are films that will have released earlier in the states this year and be floating around Mm. in the ether that may still get their time in the sun in a movie theater where they belong uh and so uh so i decided to be not too focused on let's get the most recent films but i did want to make sure people had some recent films. So this section's all meant to be filmed since 2015. Um, and interesting, a, a couple of people said the hardest one that they found was one I didn't intend to be remotely hard. Not, I don't know if I intended any of them to be hard, but a first-time American indie film from the last five years that's not Oscar-nominated or has more than one name actor. Ooh. so
2: um, I'm
1: not sure if this isn't Oscar-nominated. No, it's not oh good, <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so uh, I chose uh,
0: Thunder Road by Jim Cumming uh, from 2018 which I have not seen and
3: is I lucked into to... a re-screening of that and uh, because I, I missed it and I was bummed and then it came back to the academy and uh, I think I saw it yeah. in a small cinema
1: there actually. I, I saw a, a, a segment of it in, for a writing workshop once and haven't gone near it since but I really should is that because it turned you off? No, or no? Okay. no. I just, yeah. <laughs> it's been no, it's one, it's one I Didn't meant to see
0: and out. I just hadn't got around to it. And yep. um, yeah, I have some other um, titles that I'll suggest for people who are struggling with this one, but first I want to hear what you guys came up with. Yeah, because um, J- uh, Jim Cummings, isn't it? Yes, who's had actually had a second film that's some werewolf film. I think it's called The Wolf of Snowy Hollow yeah, or something. Yeah, but he's um, He's
3: quite active on, I think, Letterboxd as well.
0: He is definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's on Letterboxd and reviewed his own film there (laughs) with a joke um, as opposed to Josh Trank's one (laughs) look up Josh Trank's review of the Fantastic
3: Four sometime (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yes
3: that's right yes. yes okay so what I what I went with was um, uh, yeah and I, I did look, look at a couple that I you know was surprised oh this got an Oscar nomination oh, right why? yeah oh no that wasn't the person's first film it was their second or yeah um, I had a couple of those as well yeah. um, so I went for one um, that played uh, in, in ZIFF 2017 which is um, Patty Cakes Good film. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Lots and, uh, of fun. And, and the looks, yeah, it yeah. looks cool. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that looks like good fun. So I'm yeah. like quite keen. I think what do they call it? Um, white girl rap. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... But yeah, it sounds... It, it's, it, 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 is it, is it transcends its it's, it's, its, it's,
1: definitely, thing. Thing. it's, it's definitely it's a not a documentary no, it's a drama it's kind of it plays a little bit with mockumentary but oh, yeah. it doesn't but the lead actress is actually an Australian oh yeah, wow,
0: okay who yeah. um, and nails the yeah who also yeah. appeared recently in uh, French Exit as oh. a psychic Uh and, uh, by the way, French Exit's amazing. Azazel Jacobs' new film starring Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Lucas Hedges. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which I think is probably done at dash in cinemas now, unfortunately. <laughs> but I strongly recommend catching up with that yeah, when you so, can.
3: Oh, well, that's a good recommendation. I, was, I thought it looked like something I'd do yep. so here. Yeah. Lots <laughs> well, of fun. Yes. Yeah.
1: And what was yours? Um, so I'm going with a director I've never seen before even though her films have been quite ubiquitous in the last year or two. Um, and that's Chloe Zhao's Songs My Brother's Taught Me. So I kind of feel like I'm going to start at the beginning with her yeah. and follow through her career, watch Nomadland and The Rider, and then eventually get to Dracula. and um, Well, The Eternals as well. The Eternals. Emeralds. Yeah, yeah, which is coming out later yeah. in the year, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> as the pandemic. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 But in
1: theory, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, looks solid is up on movie and available to me Um, just that easy yeah just that easy cool
0: Um, now some other films I'm just going to mention quickly for those who don't like those and are still struggling Um, The Vast of Night The Last Black Man in San Francisco Rent-A-Pal The 40-Year-Old Virgin The Witch Documentaries Count The Last Race Camera Person Hale County this morning this evening. Oh yep. Minding the Gap.
2: Actually it was Minding
0: the Gap. I forgot it was Oscar nominated.
3: Yeah. Watch it wow. anyway, fantastic. fantastic it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So um, forward, you know, Netflix.
0: Thoroughbreds, Greener gla- Greener Grass, The Climb, Driveways, Burning Cane on Netflix, Residue, also on Netflix, We the Animals, The Fits, and Super Dark Times so yeah yeah, those are all uh, options available of the above yeah um next up a film by an indigenous filmmaker um steve who did you pick
1: um i'm always one to support across the ditch i really enjoy australian cinema um so i'm going with warwick thornton's sweet country oh man that's so good um samson and delilah is is fantastic um and I need to catch up on Sweet Country. Um, got Sam Neill in Sam there. Sam Neill singing. Sam Neill singing. Yep. Oh. Awesome. Brilliant. Brian Brown can't go wrong. Um, yeah, looking forward to that one.
3: It's really good and quite, quite, uh, quite a nice, a nice view on um, Indigenous views on on land and and their their place in, uh, and and that time which was very much kind of in the heart of the colonial kind of era and great. Yeah. So yep. it's, re- it's really, really nicely done. That's gonna hit that sweet spot for with, me. with a kind of western bent to it. Brilliant. Which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah so good. Mm. And
1: what was your Western choice? bent Western bent as in cowboys yeah. rather than Western Bent as
3: in colonialists, right? Yeah yeah yeah. Right. It's good you've got that kind of that era of things where yeah. thumbs up then. Um it's uh I'm going with uh Vi. Uh, oh yeah which, oh, which, I, which I hadn't seen brilliant. And I mean if I hadn't seen Waru I would have Popped that down So Vias, is To my mind It's a similar project To Waru Where you've got uh, mm. Eight sets of Indigenous female filmmakers And, and whereas Waru Was all Maori um, filmmakers um, Vi is uh, Pacifica And, yeah. and Maori um, filmmakers uh, So doing uh, a project With um, eight shorts That are, are pulled together Around a thing yeah. So I mean, It's bound to sort of have a mix of things in it but I'm yeah. interested in and, and it's a good chance it's good there. it is good um, yeah. Yeah. what I want to plug if people are looking for an option and they haven't got one is a film that played at festival a few years ago Sammy Blood which was
0: is that available? I don't know because that Sammy, <laughs> no because you because you raved about Sammy Blood yeah. and that mm. was my original choice for yeah. this and then I,
3: um, I I don't know panicked that I couldn't find it I have I've been um, figuring out um what version of disc i'm going to buy of it uh, at some <laughs> point um but yeah that, that, swedish yeah, swedish yeah the sami sami um, excuse me um and yeah so it's about it's about uh a a pair of sisters who grow up in a traditional kind of sami family and then are kind of in the the native schools kind of system where they get taken from their families and taught to be european Ooh. Um and um and then one of them gets sent back and one sister kind of stays in that and then it's kind of jumping back I think it started it originated from a short that the director did as the adult adult person right. kinda of coming back and having disconnected from that and, and um relations trying to find common ground again when someone's kind of almost pushed themselves away from it right. what from shame from that historical kind of happenings um and this one sort of joins that with the um with the narrative of the kids and how they got there taken away and then kind of being yeah stripped of their language and their culture and 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 how they dealt or didn't deal with that yeah, yeah. Hmm. it's not amazing it's not a light watch but it's yeah very good yeah i i
0: i don't know if there's a lot of indigenous feel-good movies uh, the, the one that I'm choosing is certainly not it's called The Body Remembers When the World Broke Open mm-hmm. and it's a film that Ava DuVernay's Array production label uh, that works with um, Netflix has released on Netflix and um, it's, uh features um, El Mayaha Tail Tailfeathers I think that's how you pronounce the name and C- Kathleen Hepburn is the other director but um, El Maiha is also the, um, one of the two stars of the film and all I know is that it's about a woman who's been in some form of trauma who meets somebody else on the street and it if there's a lot of long take real time kind of mm-hmm. stuff i'm not sure if it's meant to be actually one continuous shot or if it's a series of things like that but um i've um i mean my work is editing and i've had quite a few trauma narratives over the years and i've been thinking a lot about how we represent and deal with trauma on mm-hmm. film and so i've had this film in mind, and um, it is a film that's apparently quite deeply about that. Along with one that I'll be getting to shortly, and um, and it's provoked quite um, strong reactions from people that I know that have seen it. Some who have been very positive, some who have been less than positive. But I'm, I think this is a real issue that you know for people who are trying to bring issues to the screen. How do you? represent trauma what's healing what's re-traumatizing all of that Mm. and it's something i'm thinking about a lot and that's a subtext to a few of the films i'm selecting Mm. um Now, for my LGBTQIA plus pick, I went in the complete opposite direction, and I actually chose another incredibly strange film that I hadn't seen that is probably not going to do anything to inform me about a healthy way to deal with trauma, which is Knife Plus Heart (laughs) by Jan Gonzalez, which is... (laughs) I could have also chosen as my filmmaking film pick as well, but um, yeah, all I know is that it's pretty extreme, and uh, it's about filmmaking, and it's also kind of a... Post-Yellow, Yellow, and it's a bit neon-y and I'm looking forward to seeing what I get into. Specifically,
1: it's about filmmaking porn.
0: Right. Yeah. I will not be doing it as a double feature with the body remembers <laughs> when the world. <roller> <laughs> I should say. What have you picked for this slot, Steve? Um, uh,
1: mine okay. is um another one of my my favorite um festival filmmakers, Xavier Dolan. Oh yeah. Um, Stop seen any. Oh really? Oh, really? Go get mom, mommy, and um, okay. check that out. Um, I, I have a VHS, uh, sorry, a, a DVD copy, not VHS, <laughs> um, from one of the last video stores in Auckland that closed recently of Heartbeats, um, which it's it a few gets, years back now, right? Yeah. It's, um, 2010, um, gets rather mixed reviews, but I'm willing to give it a go. Okay. Um, not is I it the rare mean... year at Cannes where he doesn't have a film actually.
0: So
2: uh...
1: that, he hasn't made that many films, but
2: he oh, seems really?
1: to he place is... them place them well. He's made like isn't that like nine films
0: in like ten years or something? Mm. Something
1: like that. I don't think the last one actually exists. Uh, right. It's this this year. So yeah, that could easily have gone in my yeah. Maybe it was it's just really
0: he had kind of a bunch that came out all at the same time. So I think he's yeah. always got a film.
1: Yeah, I I saw. Um... Tom at the Farm when I was in the States and that, blew, I, that I've blew heard away. that's good. That's
0: the one that I most wanted to see actually. Yeah. It seems like the
1: one that's most up my alley. Really awesome. Um, um, Matthias and Mac, Maxime is quite good as well. So
3: Okay. Yeah. And Jacob what was your pick? Mine was one that I um, didn't know anything about don't know anything about the filmmaker and the filmmaker is um, uh, not strictly speaking a filmmaker i think she's a musician and artist um and and this may be her first foray into sort of film as a documentary it's a film that's on netflix i believe it's called circus of books it's from 2019 by a filmmaker called rachel mason um and the thing of interest that it, that i um when i was reading about it was um it's she's made a documentary about her parents who are uh Jewish. I don't think they're orthodox. Her mum is more religious than her dad, but they are kind of religious Jews, um, living in New York, I think I think in New York. Um but for many years she didn't know what they did, um and then she grew up um sort of queer and going to art lifestyle and, and, and um having quite a broad life. Found out that her parents run what is one of the best known um gay um sex shops in New York. <laughs> Um, and so she made, I've heard like, about this sort. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be quite good. So, yeah, yeah. So she makes wow. a documentary about her parents, about the show up, about. And, but she, she said she kind of knew, after a while, she knew what they did, but she just didn't realise how much of a fixture and important thing it was in um, the gay culture in that part of the States. Wow. like and, mm. and historically, and for them to be supporting, particularly at a time in like the 80s and stuff where things were really negative and hard um, as, as Jewish people, mm. um, and, and, the, and the dichotomy of views they held about certain mm. things. Yeah, it was, yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. So,
0: um, Obviously, like with a lot of these categories, you, they can be played in a number of yeah. different things. Like, there's no reason you have to have only one gay film. And if, in fact, I would imagine most mm. of us, maybe without knowing, have more than one. But um, I did want to do a shout out to Jenny Olson, who is a, um, a lesbian essay film maker, and whose film, The Royal Road, is a great film about. Uh, filmmaking it's because it's about mm. film locations in san francisco but oh, yeah. um, i just recently watched her criterion uh closet uh pick and so oh, i was yeah, reminded yeah. of her um and i think her films are on her vimeo channel um let's go jacob into your uh current conflicts so there's always um i feel like every year at the film festival there will always be a documentary or a drama about some conflict yeah. around the world there will be several there will yeah, be yeah. many and um there's no shortage of choices sadly and i can't imagine that changing yeah. anytime soon mm.
3: sadly so uh what film did you choose well for, for mine i this is the one where the one choice where i felt like i've kind of cheated a little bit and that i've seen this mm-hmm. it's not a feature it's a short um it's about 20 25 minutes 20 25 yeah. minutes i think um it's on netflix so it's widely available. Um, it's a little short called The Present. Okay. By, it's by a female filmmaker, Farrah Nabilsi, um, and it was made in 2020. Um, it's based in uh, Palestine. She's a Palestinian filmmaker. Okay. And so it covers conflict without covering conflict. It's basically a, a small vignette about a father and daughter who are going into town to buy... The father wants to buy a present. Oh, right. no, he, he has to buy a, fri- uh, a, a new fridge because their fridge is breaking. And he wants to get a little present for his daughter and, and decides, hey, she can come along. But it, it just highlights the difficulty of just doing everyday life yeah. in Palestine and trying to get through the border and the ridiculousness about they've got something that's too big to fit through the little thing they've got through and they won't let them use the road. Right. And it gets really tense at points, but it's just that real it's just a, a beautiful little dramatic vignette and the, and the and the father and daughter do really a really good job acting wise. Yeah. Nicely written and quite tight, but but it hits all it hits all the the evidences of what it's like to live in a system that's messed up
0: did you see wajib the wedding present yeah 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 that because that reminds me yeah. of that um my film is actually also about the palestinian conflict and um i i keep going back to uh, the folks at second run because i did a big order from arrow who distributes second run yeah. earlier this way year and so I, if I had an ulterior motive in a lot of this it was watching some of the uh, <laughs> second round Blu-rays that are piled up and it's a film called Ghost Hunting by a, a Palestinian filmmaker named uh, Raid Andoni um, again we'll see I don't and he it's about um, people Palestinians who've been captured and interrogated by the Israeli Secret Service mm. and uh, it's what they do is they have actually they recreate the interrogations in and it's kind of meant there's a whole meta kind of level to it um and this again gets into the sort of trauma area of filmmaking that i'm Mm. interested in and how to how that's handled and um it sounds like a pretty
2: intense watch (laughs) but
0: um but yeah i i but it's also pretty highly acclaimed and um again this question of how how do we come to terms with trauma, how do we negotiate it, what role do images have to play in it, is interesting to me. Uh, so you didn't also choose the Israeli-Palestine conflict, did
1: you? Mm, no. I'm um, I, I, actually probably going to second-guess myself on this choice um, because it's not actually from... not actually a story that's a current conflict. Oh, okay. Um, I'm looking i'm well what i currently have scheduled there is a private war the rosamund pike um starring feature about the the 2001 tamil um crisis um she's a war reporter uh, marie colvin true story apparently um i don't know too much about it but i've heard a couple of people say that it's pretty great um but I feel I need to bring myself probably a bit closer to the present, present day. time than, um, than 2001. Well, so if I we're might... lucky,
0: we'll just have peace break out before then and nobody will be able to fill this category.
1: Sweet! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on into fantasy and a documentary yeah. about filmmaking. Um, that's interesting. I actually had th- forgot I said a documentary about filmmaking because I thought I'd put a film about filmmaking. But... Um, I would have chosen a documentary anyway because you and I, Steve, have been talking about um, watching Tom Anderson's four-hour epic essay film, Los Angeles Plays
3: Itself. Is it four hours? It's four hours. Did you not know that? I didn't know that. It's in two parts on the... uh, Okay, well, maybe we won't be watching it. (laughs) (laughs) But I will be watching it.
1: No, no, Um, I'm fine. Four hours um, is fine. It's seven hours of Satan Tango that I'm not quite down with. It's Um, very good.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I know, but... I've
0: I've seen the first hour and a half of it before. Um... And, no, uh, have you not watched the whole thing? No, no. I had. It was is on there... Netflix, and I meant to get to the rest of it, and
1: it then it went off Netflix. I'm pretty what? sure I borrowed you a copy. La plays.
3: You have, something? and I still haven't <laughs> watched it. Yes.
1: Yeah. La plays itself is on. was on Netflix briefly. Yeah. Oh. Well, is there a cut down version of it or something? Because... Not that I know of. Oh. Uh, maybe there is. Um,
0: but uh, it is actually. Okay. It holds a specific place in my New Zealand Film Festival memory. Because I think it's the first film that I tried to get into that was sold out. Ah. Um, I can't remember exactly because that year in two thousand four, which was my first year, there was that, there was Primer, and there was the Metallica oh, yeah. documentary, yeah. and all three of them sold out. I think right. so. Um, but I am um, kind of hardened. Yeah, hardened
1: I hardened you to the the ticket buying regime yeah yeah don't, don't
0: wait till the last weekend to figure out what you're gonna see absolutely um, I wanted to sh- do a shout out um, I've talked about these on Ludicrously Specific before but two films that uh, about filmmaking that I really loved that I discovered last year one which the Hollywood played called um, Demon Lover Diary uh, which is an extraordinary um, i been wanting
1: to see that forever it's I missed that so screening so
0: good Um, And another one that Vinegar Syndrome put out called A Labor of Love, which is about an ambitious Iranian film director who's come to Chicago and wants to make a film like Antonioni or Bergman or Fellini about these young prostitutes and somebody uh, funds them, but it has to have real sex in it. And um, (laughs) and
1: things go
0: so badly. It's
1: Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) But no, but it's just like, it's this amazing observational documentary of somebody... It's almost like if there was a Christopher Guest film, yeah. but it was real, yeah. and it was about <laughs> an ambitious guy who thinks he's making an art film and winds up making a porn film. Oh. And I'm just like oh, it's car crash cinema at its oh. finest. So you may be changing your LA plays itself then, or no? How? I'm oh, not, okay.
1: I'm not going to because okay. it. Um, I chose that specifically because. Um, and this is a bit of a shout out from me. Um to the Twitch stream Museum of Home Video. They have a a monthly show that plays on a Friday LA time or Saturday LA time um, called LA Days Um, and it's all about subcultures and media and TV and movies from specifically from LA Um, and she played a little bit of LA Los Angeles plays itself and... I dinged that I hadn't seen it and have been wanting to see it for the longest time and want to make sure that I tick that one off my list because it looks fucking great.
3: It's really good. Yeah. And the the one thing that kind of sticks in my mind as a kind of a point of difference from many films is just how gruffly misanthropic the guy who's.
0: Oh, Tom Anderson is. is such a. Uh, I've seen his deluge documentary, The Thoughts Once We Had, and I've seen a bit of this, and he is such a, such a grump. Uh, oh
2: great.
3: Yeah. Um. What's your choice? Um. I'm doing um. A, I think a favorite, probably you guys, American movie. Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah.
3: So, uh, any? Uh, I'm I've, I've seen co- I've seen comments about how difficult to get hold, of, but we have a copy at work, so oh, I
0: have it on DVD actually. So oh, if you fine. um have trouble, let me know. But yeah, oh, I could just take it this evening. You could. <laughs> interesting theory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
0: so, um, yeah. I'm I've remembering all the interesting things. Interesting. Chris Smith has now um, uh, he sort of had some years in the woods, and he's now sort of become Netflix in house documentary director and Don, oh. he did Jim and Andy the Great Beyond oh, yeah, yeah. he did oh. Fire the Fire Festival oh,
2: one right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: he did Operation Varsity Blues the College Cheating Scandal one oh, right. so um, he is
3: uh, found a new yeah, life and, yeah, yeah
0: but yeah he it all started with American Movie and yeah. um, the subject of American Movie incidentally Mark Borchardt is on Twitter and is still a very positive guy and uh, every once in a while puts out um, copies of Covenant VHS and limited runs of 15 that he's <laughs> autographed to sell so <laughs> Um, but that um, also fun fact that trailer I just wound up getting saturated I saw it 30 times before it came out um, because of when it dropped and the number of films I was seeing and stuff and the guy who cut that trailer lives in New Zealand now, oh. and I've worked for him, and it, it's just the best trailer ever. So go on nice. YouTube if you don't know what American Movie is, and watch American Movie trailer. I'm not trailer. sure. In the trailer, it's so good. Yeah, it okay. it perfectly sums up the film and everything about the film without spoiling anything. Wow. Um, Another one that
3: yeah. I wouldn't mind uh, mentioning. It's not it's not strictly about filmmaking, but it's about love of films and stuff. Um, that was I think it played as part of the um, Strange. Section of the festival a good number of years back, but I've subsequently re- rewatched it a couple of times. Is um, Z Channel, magnificent. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would count, yep. yep. So it'd be well worth uh, another option for people if you're looking for things, which is uh, just uh, about this cable channel that ran in the States in the 90s, maybe? Yep. Um, 80s, and, maybe even. And, and it just has this kind of List like this um, film list of movies, which I've subsequently kind of made my way through, but when I sort of read stuff that you're like, oh, this, this, okay. Yeah, it's fantastic.
0: Allow it. Um, Number 26, we are breaking the back of this, believe it or not. Um, Golden Bear winner from the 21st century. So the Berlin Alley uh, uh, happens every year, and um, there's a quite good number of films that have played there. Um and a lot of which haven't actually played here and then some of them have. Mm. Um I um I would give a big shout out if you haven't seen it to head on for Akin's uh debut film, oh, yeah. which yeah, is yeah. incredible and I almost decided to rewatch and may yet still. Um but before I tell my choice, I'm curious to hear what you guys chose for this slot.
1: Um, I've gone with a film that I missed at melbourne film festival in 2016 the first time that i went um i've only seen one other of his films and that's bruno dumont um i've only seen uh, camille claudel 1915 which i fucking love um and but the film the modern film of more modern film of his that i'm uh, looking forward to seeing is slack bay um, which I think is going to be very
0: different to be prepared for
2: that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it
1: looks pretty surreal and um, and kind of um, umpa. yeah, if that's a good way to put it. Yeah.
0: I, I haven't seen it, but that's kind of the vibe I get. Yeah, yeah,
3: yep. um, quite looking forward to that one. My first Bruno Dumont many years ago at the festival, Melissa came as well, was Humanity, which was <laughs> uh. I'm not sure I was ready for it at the time. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for it yet. I still haven't seen it. Mm, uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah. So what's yours stake? Oh, time? mine is uh, Honey.
0: So I, I tossed up a couple films here and then I kind of clicked on one that I'd overlooked and it's by a Turkish filmmaker named uh, Semer Kaplan, Kaplanoglu. And um, I wasn't sure about it because it's the third in a trilogy. The first two films are called Egg and Milk. And neither of them are remotely available, Um, but honey is on Google Play, and it's a. um, And they're like, "Oh, it's light on dialogue, light on everything. It's just a bit of an observationally kind of thing." I'm like, "Oh, that sounds kind of interesting. I'll give it. I'll give it a look." You know, Um, egg, milk, and honey. What does that make? Egg, milk, and honey. Um. It's the same character. So the, apparently, the deal is it's the same character at different points in his life. So the, I think in the first film he's in his thirties, in the second film he's in his twenties, in the thirties, in his teens. So, so kind they of, kind of, kind of nice stand alone, but something. kind of will yeah, reflect yeah, maybe each other. Like,
3: <laughs> little sweet cake yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: So yeah, I mean, I if I can track down Synonyms, which is by uh, Navad Lapim, which uh, who has a new film at Cannes this year, and whose film The Policeman is fucking terrific. Um, and he also did the original of The uh, Kindergarten Teacher, which was remade with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. But yeah. um, I might track. I might do that one. Um, there's a film called Touch Me Not. There's um, Caesar Must Die, which I've wanted to see. There's a lot of yeah. films that I've wanted to see that I haven't. Um, what about
3: yourself? Uh, mine is um, uh, going into very unfamiliar, ter- unfamiliar territory of um, Romanian film. <laughs> Uh, Romania is that a country (laughs) (laughs) child pose um, which I believe played the um, festival a few years ago I think it did yeah Yeah. I missed it it was one that I missed um, by Caelan Peter uh, Netzer in 2013 Um, yeah so I I don't know much about it but I know that it it won the golden Bear and that it played festival and um, it was one that was kind of floating on the edges of my picks so Mm, um, I've uh, to that so cool I'll do it um, and then we got anim- animated. Yes, we do. Yes. So, so non-Hollywood. non-Hollywood and non-Ghibli. Now, now this. Um, most years, I try and see at least a couple of animated films, and I generally steer away from those categories.
2: Well, there um, usually aren't that many Hollywood yeah. ones. You to know, be but, fair but but, but yeah, the, the... the
3: Ghibli ones. Uh, I didn't. I'm, I'm not a big anime or animated film person. Right. And I know that. And so. I and don't, yet, I you're
0: don't... the guy I always think of with. Um... Uh, long way north who's that filmmaker
3: oh yeah uh, yeah yeah so um the the ones out of the irish studio so Secret yeah, of Calves, yeah. um song of the sea long way north. yeah yeah um uh and long way north was by a director who had worked with um tom moore i think um or an animator God. that worked with tom moore um yeah so uh, so i do, so i do see and with the kids i've been seeing like when they were younger I was seeing animated films and now getting into right. films that are subtitled that they can cope with um mm. and i mean they're getting older now so now they're sort of pretty much uh, able to cope with a lot of things um but i've i usually kind of um pick up on the odd french one that comes through um so for this one one that i that a friend recommended many years ago and i never got around to seeing it is uh triplets of the Belville. so good and I heard that. I've not seen it. Sylvain so Chimot, yeah. 2003. Um, and I've heard really good things. I've subsequently seen another film by the film The Illusionist. Yeah.
0: P- probably. Yeah. He also did a yeah. live-action film called Attila Marcel, which played uh, World Cinema oh, Showcase. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, The Illusionist but, played the uh, was the one based on a Jacques yeah. Tati script. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, Triplets to Belleville is super fun. So
3: so I've heard that that's really good. I'm really looking forward to it. But for some reason, I just it was one of those things where... Yeah, some something in my head made me go. Wow, ah, I'm not going to watch that right now. Right. So I'm glad to them. But if if I had a film that I would recommend, that if yeah. people haven't seen it, it would be a town called Panic. Oh, I will. Oh yes, I saw that. I think pretty, believe it was 2010, and it was so fun. And my yep. girls haven't watched it yet because it's it's super frenetic and it's French. Um, I think it's Belgian. Um. Mm. Uh, and, and so I, I don't think until now they would have been able to keep up with the subtitles. Mm, um, but right. now they are, and I'm really excited for them to watch it. Because it's, it's just madcap insanity, but so yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> so yeah, Triplets of Belvoir is going to be great. But if you haven't seen it, Town Called Panic, find it and do it. Yeah.
1: What's your animated pick, Steve? Uh, my animated pick is one that's very readily available on Netflix. I've had it on my queue for... since it went up on Netflix um, so I don't know what that feels like <laughs> at all uh, called <laughs> The Breadwinner <laughs> um, it's a
3: 2017 film about a young girl in Afghanistan no, no, um, Nora, Nora Twomey I think is yeah. the um, director and she, yep. she's another one that's worked with Tom Moore so she comes from that Irish um, uh, oh right period.
0: I can see the kind of similar eye design and stuff Yeah, yeah. now that this is very interesting for those of you who can't see the
1: picture <laughs> but you could be in front of your computer right now But yeah, she's trying to provide for her family disguises herself
3: yeah. as a boy um looks beautiful it is it's it's really yeah it's really moving it, it kind of uh hits uh, a, a storyline that's really interesting um and it's beautifully animated yeah yeah well, one
1: that it. one that i'd um i'd recommend to folk if you can find it again um in a similar setting um it's here in afghanistan afghanistan kabul yeah, Swans of Kabul. Yeah. yeah. Swallows of Kabul. Swallows of Kabul. I saw that um, at t- one of the myths I've been to. Right. Um, and it really is really beautiful and well worth well worth your time.
3: Yeah. Cool. On the, on the breadwinner, just briefly, if there are any parents listening, um, we watched that with our then, she would have been 10, 11 maybe, 10, probably 10 at the time. Yep. She coped with it fine, uh, but it was a really good way to sort of talk about issues about. Um, kids living in war, war, situations of war and things like that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, oh, cool. Um,
0: before I say, man, I'm going to recommend two films that I love that um, have both recently, they've been sort of white whales in terms of home video availability that have both recently become available. Um, the 2004, uh, I think it played Incredibly Strange, uh, anime Mind Game, which I loved so much it's so brilliant did you um, see
1: that at the civic did they play the civic yeah i i sat f- like front row to the to the like right and was like just uh, i saw paprika the there i saw yeah. my
0: game at queen street yeah uh, um but uh the other one is a film called uh son of the white Mare, which the company arbalos that does inc- incredible uh restorations uh just released like a week ago on blu-ray And um, I would recommend Googling Son of the White Mare. And if the trailer appeals to you, like order the Blu-ray because it is um, this Hungarian, I think, Marcel Janowitz or something like that. And it's extraordinary, psychedelic, mind-blowing animation. Um, The film that I've chosen, I was actually thinking about 25 April because I haven't (laughs) seen it. But um, another film that I haven't seen that's um, Waltz with Bashir. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is... And Ari Fullman who directed that, has a film at Cannes this year as well. And it's been... Uh, on my list for far yeah. too long, so I think it's probably time I see one. And, um, and it was a film festival pick back in the day. Yeah, it, it's really good. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of there's a hypnotic quality to it. Yeah, um, it's a rotoscopy kind of animation, yeah, yeah. and he went on to do the Congress, correct? Congress, yeah, 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 yeah. was right. Was yep. an incredibly strange with pick the problem, in right. early tw- 2010s. I can't remember. And it, yeah, that
3: was and that was interesting because that that one is a, a blend of um, live action and animation. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we're closing in, guys. A
0: film in a picturesque place. Uh, Non-English language. Oh, did I say non-English language? Oh, crap. Mine's wrong. Um, you guys have to
1: choose... Say
0: <laughs> yours, and I have to change
1: really quickly. Well, mine's virtually no language. Okay. Um, it rolls over from the previous section, actually, because it's co um, uh produced, and so I had... Uh, you kind of guilted me out of programming <laughs> it in that, in that slot.
2: Um, <laughs> there, there,
1: there, I, I guilted myself. Um, is uh, 2016's The Red Turtle. Um, so, still an animated film, but mm. very much set in a very beautiful location, which is Weird Doug.
0: Uh I don't know that it's uh specified Specific? in the film, but oh. it's it's beautiful. I saw it in the fifth row of the Civic or something next to some <clears throat> little kids and just watching them watch the film as it scrolled through the beaches and the underwater settings was just such a privilege. I um yeah, I would highly recommend it to any uh one looking for uh, you know, it's 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 light on narrative. It, it doesn't necessarily reach the peaks of some of the Ghibli stuff for me, but I still um, love the hell out of it.
3: Mine is uh, the Wild Pear Tree by Nuri Bilge Ceylan, uh, oh, um, which if anyone knows the cinema, you'll know that he um, his cinematography and and use of location is is exemplary. Right from you know, way back. Um, the first one of his I saw was Climates, and that was often hilarious. Beautifully shot. Yeah. I
1: find it like his timing. Is yeah, just
3: yeah. like... It <laughs> just gets a gets a giggle out of me every time. Once upon a time in Anatolia, just like the way that he shoots. Um, turkey and, and and the locations yeah. around this country is, yep. is just beautiful and it always plays into the story um really well as well um so so that's why and I missed the wild pear tree when it played um I think it was another 2018 one yeah um, I so. and I think it was the first Ceylon film that I'd missed at a festival since Climates.
1: I, I've got to say wild pear trees a little bit see even for his slowness yeah. is a little bit saggy oh um but it's still it's still enjoyable i feel like there's a couple great set pieces in that film yeah Yeah. like especially Especially where the the young person
0: goes to confront the um critic or whatever and try to prove his (laughs) there's
1: just some brilliant that that center scene of the film i think it is yeah yeah
0: i really preferred it to um winter sleep actually okay i quite enjoyed winter
3: sleep so Mm um uh one other one that I would I'd like to plug if people haven't seen it, I just had a quick look up and it's available um on uh, Google Play and Apple I think, um, and it appears to be available on some other, I think so it might have been available on YouTube but I don't know if that's via like like higher on YouTube, um is a little known Russian film that I saw and which is a bit shorter but really beautiful and and quite kind of. Uh, introspective as well, is uh, called Silent Souls. It played festival. Oh in, uh,
0: yes, I've been like 2015 dying
3: to see that or something one. like that. Yeah. Or 2013 okay. maybe. Yep. Um, yeah, really, really beautiful. One of my faves. Um, so if you're looking for something that's kind of got some beautiful cinematography and it's a bit out of the way, it's about a, it's about uh, uh, some people going on a journey. A, a chap going on a journey with, with a a person has died and the person. Um, husband and another friend and you're not sure what the relationship was between the the wife who's died and the and the friend kind of thing, uh, taking the body back and they have like an indigenous cultural kind of experience that they need to do with the body and right. there's some birds that say yeah, and and they're just going on this journey and,
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I must say, Doug, that I think that slot for me was the hardest one to to pick because right. beautiful location being in the eye of the beholder mm kind of sure. thing. I was a bit all over the place with with my thinking on it and I, I sat on it and cogitated for a long time. But thank you for the challenge. <laughs> no worries.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I will probably change this immediately after this because I had picked Under the Volcano, which is a documentary that's playing in Dock Edge. And the Dock Edge Festival ends July 11th, and -hmm. I've got a subscription to that. And um, there's quite a few documentaries in it. And Under the Volcano is set on the island of Montserrat, where uh, George Martin's uh, recording studio was. Mm -hmm. And so it documents the recording of famous things in this beautiful location. And somehow, like... I just completely disconnected between the rules I created in the film. I wanted to <laughs> slot. <slide. laughs> um, <laughs>
2: um,
0: so, I may, for the purposes of saying this, unless I scroll across something in the next 10 seconds, no. I'm going to say about LA because I should probably see it. It's for Hadi. It's set on the beach from what I understand. I mean, I was thinking of films like La Ventura. I was thinking about films like Alomar. I was thinking about Um, there was a film that was three hours that was set in Corfu and I think about me saying to Bill Gosden it's a three hour film he's like three hours in paradise (laughs) and and I was thinking about that whole aspect of the film festival being a place that transports you and I mean I think Tana which you mentioned before would probably be a perfect film for this slot I think there's lots of films that could really fulfill that yeah Uh,
3: About Ellie is a great film and I would highly recommend it I wouldn't say that it's in a beautiful location oh is it not is it not because it, it was it is beach, on the beach side, but, it, but it's, it's not a is it an ugly beach yeah it's, it's not a particularly picturesque beach um, and it's mostly some of it's on the beach but a lot of it's in the have house have
1: you seen Embrace of the Serpent
0: I have
3: oh my goodness yeah <laughs> yeah, it's that is, location, yeah, yeah No,
1: that
0: yeah. that would be a, a great one um, I'll find something um, and I've made a rod for my own back I'll figure it out <laughs> 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 whoops uh, 29 a film from any Letterboxd members ends at IFF best picks by year <laughs> so as far as I know, there's only three of us who have actually done this, and we're all sitting by this table, which is part of the really? reason that... Uh, is that
1: all the people that have done that, that did that list?
0: That I know of. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, um, but if you have done that, and you uh, are sitting a there shaking your, f- <laughs> shaking your fist right now, go to my NTIFF post and, and post a link, and I'll add it, and I'll add it to and this US because that just fuel, that
1: just um, increases the... Options for everybody. So, uh, what do you pick, Steve? Uh, I've gone for one that you have not stopped—a local film that you have not stopped enthusing to me about for since it played in two thousand and sixteen, and that's on an unknown, on an unknown beach.
3: beach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Doug, I knew exactly what you'd do every about single
1: time I talked to Doug about wanting to find a documentary or something local. He's on an unknown beach, on an, un- on an unknown beach, on an unknown beach. Yeah. So, Doug, take it away. It's fucking great. Do you need me to elaborate? Okay. Um, no, yeah. uh, no, I don't need you to elaborate because you're Doug Dilliman and I know your taste and <laughs> I know that I'll probably love it. You, you might. It's, it is, it's,
0: it's a strange film in, it's not a traditional documentary and I think people expecting kind of documentary handholding would struggle with it because it is more observing these three people who have very different relationships with trauma um, One who has gone through personal trauma, one who is a noise artist cycling through the city of Christchurch, which has had physical trauma.
2: And that's,
1: my, that's my connection to the film, because yeah. I, I remember mm. seeing posts from the guy, I'm from Christchurch originally, yeah, yeah. and I remember seeing posts from the guy just after um, he had made those recordings, and yeah, yeah. it really affecting me, so...
0: Yeah. And then the third is somebody who does undersea scrapings to look at the history down there. And so that's a whole kind of different entrenched level of what's going on under the sea. And so um, it's a very abstract kind of correlation between those three. But the filmmaking, the authority of the filmmaking asserts itself in a way that it makes sense in a way that a capsule description really doesn't. That would be my argument. Um, Jacob? Because uh, I have had it for over a year, my pick is A Room for Romeo Brass, so I can return it oh, to yeah.
1: you. Oh, Shane Meadows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, I, so those who are longtime listeners know that Jacob is a Shane Meadows fan, and I've assiduously oh, yeah. ignored his output. <laughs> and then I watched Dead Man Shoes, and I honestly wasn't yeah. that big a fan of it, but I have... Um, I still have a room for Romeo Brass, and this is England in the
3: house. So, yep. um, and a, a room for Romeo Brass, it, it's kind of had some little genre things. It's kind of. Cheap, but it, but it's about the kids and, yeah. and about this interesting relationship. Definitely, and it's also yeah. an early an early work because uh, Shane Meadows and Paddy Considine were good friends yeah, and went yeah. to um, film school together and and so Paddy Considine co stars in it.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah, and, which and Vicky McClure, Vicky Mcclure well.
3: who people might know oh, from Vicky McClure. I oh, don't know She 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 went on to be in the um uh, this is England series, but has but was also was in um, Broadchurch um, more recently okay. at, as one of the main characters in uh the uh, what's it line of duty the, oh right the, yes the yes go? sarah's a big fan yeah. yeah um yeah but that's fantastic but the other thing that i would have mentioned before but i'm not sure that steve would have heard that was um melissa and my first date film what was that um, oh, room for Romeo uh, Bryce. yeah wow yeah at festival L- what a park. great film to, yeah. <laughs> come, <laughs> together to come together yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing small time um at festival when it it's like so nine, I don't know, ninety. Yeah, it's like his first
3: feature. Yeah, yeah. So oh.
1: only sixty minutes, but it's like pity, pretty, petty London criminals. Right, just, just fantastic. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, I came out of the cinema just like, yeah, I want to make this kind of stuff if I ever
3: yeah. make movies. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. So,
0: what's your pick, Jacob?
3: Mine is um, a much more well-known um, piece. It's uh, uh, David Lynch's Eraserhead, um, which uh, I've caught up with a lot of Lynch's stuff, but that was one of the ones that I just hadn't seen. So Right. Um, and wow. have been meaning to, so... <sighs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: I'm glad you're old enough to not have a newborn, and I will leave it at <laughs> yes. this. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh, my
0: God. You are in for something. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> read,
1: my, read my letterbox review afterwards. afterwards yeah. I do totally wish you'd save that for if if the Hollywood play it win. They have played oh, the it. Hollywood play it again so. oh, yeah. um, off a of print because.
3: I can
2: always watch there
1: is something alchemical about the way that film projects oh, yeah. when it comes yeah. out of a projector mm-hmm. um it's fucking magic yeah but magic i think there's something to be
0: said for watching at home when you can pause when you're just like can give yourself a moment to breathe and mm-hmm. then I don't,
1: yeah i'm gonna disagree there i i, I feel like you shouldn't um, want to it leave its grasp
0: it's, yeah, it, it's <laughs> slimy slimy tentacles oh. so for, but, but it also has claws as well yeah. so for a cheerier um, epilogue um, you don't have to do this on the final night but I thought you know the yeah. and there's usually there's a, an official closing night film which is on the Saturday night which is some big get and then there's the Sunday night film which yeah. is the live cinema that, so I've yeah. sort of conflated that into a closing night film for our official number 30 final slot and I said, a, um, a silent film by Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd, Lois Weber, Fritz Lang, or F.W. Murnau. I don't know why I chose those names, um, other than I included Lois Weber so there'd be a female option. Um, and I think all the other ones have had films play at the film festival, seriously. If you really want to watch an early silent film that's in the spirit by somebody else, I'm not going to stop you. But uh, who have you guys chosen?
1: I've gone for Chaplin's The Circus.
0: Um... I've um, never seen that. One of no, his I've few seen, I di- I've seen the
1: directorials. Thing. Oh no, I've I've not seen a lot of his stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I tend to not watch a lot of Chaplin. I I find I find something flat about Chaplin personally. Right. I prefer Buster Keaton or Harold Lloyd, but um, it just
0: time to give him another go? Yeah. Yeah. Fair
1: enough. What
3: was your choice, Jacob? Um I was thinking of maybe going for the for the general, um but in the end I thought, "Ah, oh, actually I'm going to watch Metropolis because I haven't." Um Ooh. and I've done M. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um uh, so I thought I don't think I'm
0: Silent actually. It just feels No, no it, it isn't silent, but yeah, yeah. um
3: in terms of saying. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, I just thought it's one of those things you just got to watch. And so yes. this is a good opportunity to make myself Get out there and do it
2: yeah. Mm.
1: yeah yeah it is very much a do it on yeah. on this kind of slot right
0: yeah 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 and that's that's what it, always one of the nice things about the kind of the live cinema slot yeah. is that it's yeah. always like kind of like even if it's not like your super biggest priority it's like i'm going to check off one of those titans yeah. of yeah, you know sight and sound top
3: 100 list that's quite a good so. thing about some of the um some of the retro stuff even I mean, there there was always some more obscure retro stuff that you were kind of like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I'd never heard of this person. But there's always yeah. a couple of big things that you think, oh, this is an opportunity to see this film. I might not have been that excited about it, but it's in a cinema. And when's that going to happen again?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Um, my pick... Um,
0: I I think Harold Lloyd's amazing. And I think it was Safety Last that I saw. Did oh. the Safety Last play at a um, film festival? Yeah. 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 So... Um, and subsequently to that, I picked up um, a seven DVD box set of all his okay. stuff, or six DVD, I, I, I know what much it of is. It at all. Um, and I still haven't explored Nero as much as I should, and some of it's wildly inappropriate in <laughs> terms of like, uh, it hasn't aged well in terms of racial values and things like that. But I've chosen Speedy, which I don't know much about, but it's a Harold Lloyd film, yep. and um, it's a feature and it's one of his highly rated ones, and so
1: we'll find that out. Harold Lloyd, I always find to be like the most alien of the, um, I don't know why it is, but he really gets into that whole, I'm not of this world, I don't quite understand what it is to be this gangly. I feel that way more than Buster Keaton actually. Ah, but Keaton, Keaton I can relate to, but Harold Lloyd, the comedy comes for me from him not being able to relate to anybody around him.
0: Oh really? Harold Lloyd right always ways. seems like he's tra- just trying to get it on with a girl. Right. That seems pretty straightforward to okay. me. But, um, maybe I, maybe that says something about me. Oh well, you know, <laughs> we're, we're all married here, so. Well, uh, true. You know, um, now I, I threw in some bonuses because um, why not? Some people might have spare time. Uh, Thirty-one was a film by a filmmaker who's been a previous guest of the film festival. Um, because I feel like the guests are an important thing, but it's pretty hard to um, get a list of the guests. Yeah. So you kind of have to be digging through stuff, and yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really have the time to put it together. But I remember because Jacob met him, um, this, this young American fellow named Sean Baker oh, yeah. uh, showed up one year with a film called Starlet and then um, has since gone on to uh, greater fame with Tangerine and The Florida Project. And
3: has a film playing at Cannes this year in competition. Hey,
1: if if Sean is listening to this because he's a big user of Letterboxd, shout out to him.
3: Yeah, I I don't know if he actually came. Did he? I I I, thought he did. I thought you met him. I didn't meet um, Sean. No, I would love to. I would love to have. Oh shit! Maybe I'm totally mixed up. I totally thought he came. I met um a couple of the filmmakers that were around, like High West, and (laughs) I may need to double check that. I thought that he came and that like um... maybe he did. But I definitely saw Starlet when it came because I'd been following it for a. It came at the very end of its festival run. It'd been everywhere, and I thought we weren't gonna get this it. This is
0: why this is a bonus one because it's so difficult to actually work out who actually came. Yeah. Um, I'll dig through my old programs and double check that. So yeah, if um, I'll tell you though for free that um, uh, it's well
3: worth watching though. It's a great.
0: Cattaneo and Forzani film. came, and so if you haven't seen A Mayor the Strange cover color of your body's tears or uh, let the
3: corpses tan. Yep. You can use that one. Let the corpses tan is outstanding. I looked and couldn't find an easy way to see it. Um, I've no, a Blu-ray probably... on
0: my shelf. Oh right. Oh. oh
3: yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because, because right. I, I instantly thought I probably need to see Let the Quarters Stand because um, like, when I was looking up The Incredibly Strange, because the amount of yeah, times yeah. that you talked about yep. it, and and I was like, okay, I this. Yeah. Oh like, no.
1: It's it's
0: yeah. And that's one of the weird things about our current kind of status in the uh, world of where things come out. Oh, Adam Wingard. You. I just saw. Oh, well, there, yeah. yeah.
1: If you want a real easy get. Um, Godzilla, yeah, v Godzilla v. Kong. v. although it's quite highly priced on uh, on streaming services at the moment. But also, The Guest, your are Next.
3: Um, uh, Death Note
1: um, is on Netflix, which
0: Death I haven't... Where's in, The
3: Guest? Because yes. I haven't... Um, I've got it on yet. Blu-ray,
0: if you want to. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I've been... I can literally really give you my DVD. Um, anyway. Um, um, anyway, so yeah, Adam Wingard would be a great choice. Ty West would be a great choice. choice yep. um, uh, the Animal Kingdom dude came... Uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Animal Kingdom, the oh, Rider. David Michaud. Um, David Michaud. He and then he's got a The King on Netflix and a couple others. Yeah, I, I, is um, the rover
3: anywhere?
1: Uh, I don't know. Probably Michael Paul Stevenson.
3: Go and watch Stevenson? Troll Two.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, well, best worst movie. Is, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. actually he has got a it's new documentary out, a new out this year yeah, about like yeah.
1: murder hornets. Oh, yeah, yeah. actually, if you can find it, his um two thousand and fourteen documentary, no two thousand and twelve documentary. Oh, the American saw, Scream. American Scream about um, haunted houses. houses yeah. Haunted houses, Halloween haunted houses, and the people that make them is great it's so much fun um i also had a
0: new zealand shorts because of course new zealand shorts have often been a key feature um and i think i'm just going to like there's a bunch of locations where you can find new zealand shorts like dock edge which i'm i'll probably watch a couple on that there's the Loading Docks program which both Steve Go and us- watch
1: Operation Rainbow. Yes. yes
0: and I did a film uh, with my friend Brendan called Imagine the World is Ending and that's just two of many um, I'd strongly recommend a film by Prisca Boucher and Nick Mayo called Today from that Loading Docks mm-hmm. uh, thing as well um, New Zealand On Screen has a huge collection of New Zealand shorts that you can watch and of course the- and the- and they have some that have previously played the festival like Do No Harm by Roseanne Liang and The Tidekeeper by Alex Duncan. Um, and then, of course, there's 48-hour shorts, and there's so many of those. And um, I, I, Andrew Todd and Johnny Hall's um, Schism, a.k.a. Roskull, uh, is one that I particularly love. But um, it shouldn't be hard to find four New Zealand shorts that you haven't seen. Um and also, Get another stood on litter though. Well, that is a trick, and that was one yeah. thing that stopped me up. I, in the end, I wound up picking. Oh, it doesn't matter. I picked a couple, but <laughs> uh, I also um, I reached out to somebody who had a forty-eight short hour short this year, who uh, which made the finals and who is potentially a listener, but is also participating in the challenge, which is uh, Liam McGurran, oh, yeah. who uh, had his animated film uh was uh third place this year yes. and cool. um but he's a big animation fan yeah. and um i asked him like look if you were going to suggest some animated shorts because uh, i my final four bonus ones were four international shorts including yeah. at least one animated one yeah. and there was a film that we both loved that played an animation now once called jazz orgie o-r-g-i-e oh, yes. um that's brilliant
1: and so I, s- I really want to give a shout out to Liam actually uh, he's the guy I think of whenever I whenever I need a, a like a, a recommendation on, on especially animation especially kids movies yeah like he, Liam's really passionate in that in that area and I think he's going to go places with his animation it yeah. was great yeah um so yeah, shout out. To yeah, bread clams
0: is really good, and there's yep. yeah, there's quite a few there, which I'm I'm blanking on the names, so it's yeah, I'm not personally like insulting by forgetting anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my brain is full, um, and so I'll link um, either in this um, letterbox thing or somehow to the ones that he mentioned because he sent me a bunch of links. But uh, Double King, the Pride of Strathmore, Balloon Laguna, the Employment. The Girl in the Hallway and the Breath. So those are all uh, Liam McGurran's selected animated shorts, cool. and you can probably have a good um, forty-five minute work break and watch them all and um, tick off your uh, bonus ends at IFF Shorts, or just watch them for
1: fun. That's usually the way that they're collated in the in the festival program as well, by someone you know making their own little curated collection of their tastes so
0: well and and in the end that's kind of like the point of this in a way is to kind of reach the um balance between people like enjoying their own tastes and stretching out to other things and hopefully the more people participate in this the more um chances I get to be tempted away from something I've chosen to something I never would have chosen, yeah. but like, discover because like of it. Like
1: the cobbler, you may. <laughs> Interesting theory.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, you may not hear from us again in 2021, but you may. You yep. never know. So till next time, this is Doug. This is Jacob. And this, this is Steve. Steve. Cheers. That was Best Worst Podcast. Yes. sister Jane
1: she's working here she's not supposed to be here I don't I don't know what she's doing here you better watch her
2: let's go come on.